Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. As always, you're invited. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian and Joa. And remotely, we also have... Reed. Reed Coverdale is with us as well from Naturalist Capitalist. That is his podcast. Uh, Joa is going to be here in just a moment. He had to step away for just a quick moment, but he is also the guy behind the YouTube and Odyssey channel, Breaking the Flaw. Uh, Reed, welcome back. Uh, you uh, Did you get a chance to get back to your show this weekend? I know you've been working like crazy. Uh, sort of, yeah. I put out a short episode to audio exclusives, and then I've done a few live videos just uh, from the truck, uh, but haven't done any long-form episodes, hopefully. We'll be doing that this weekend. Do people really like that stuff, that sort of on-the-road uh, reporting? I bet that goes over pretty well. Yeah, I mean, because it's what gives me my uh, unique flavor. You know, I mean, lots of people talk about libertarian stuff, but if you're doing it from a truck, it just makes it that much <laughs> more unique, I guess. So, <laughs> you're a real. It's a real thing, you know? It's not just somebody in a studio uh, behind yeah, a microphone. Sure. So, uh, you know what? <laughs> It's been in the news for like the last two days. There was, there's all these people, especially libertarians. And this is the thing I just don't understand is why anyone who's a libertarian gives a rat's behind as far as what is going on with this uh, federal government speaker of the house situation. Why are so many people paying attention to this as though it matters one whit who, which psychopath uh, they put into this particular seat. Have you been paying attention to this? Do you have any idea why someone who would call themselves a libertarian would look at this with any moment, you know, of of concern, of thinking that this would would matter one one bit? I, it's very confusing to me. Sure. So I think it matters what your uh, objective is. I mean, I don't expect to get. Justin Amash as the Speaker of the House or whatever people are. It's a ridiculous you know, fantasy. For. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. one floated around too. Like, wow, what? I mean, I love the idea, but it's it's not going to happen. No way. But, uh, it's the, not even going to be proposed. No, I, I doubt <laughs> it. Uh, the thing that I enjoy about this, though, is I think it's kind of transparent that only a few people are running Congress, and I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to that fact. Um, Man, I hope you're right about that. But before you get a little deeper into the analysis, can you kind of recap for maybe people who haven't been paying close attention, as I'm sure a lot of people haven't, because who who really cares about uh, this situation? But it's all over the headlines. What is going on? There's this guy named McCarthy. He's apparently been put forward as the new potential Speaker of the House. He's a Republican, I mm-hmm. thought the the house was mostly Democrat. Did the Republicans take the 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 house? Like, I, that's how disconnected yeah. I am. Yeah, the Republicans did retake the house, not by a lot, just just by a little bit. Um, and yeah, McCarthy has been the guy that they want to make Speaker of the House. And I think I forget what the number is. You need like two hundred eight votes to get a majority or something, or 220, maybe it's 220, I forget. But you need to get at least like 220 votes or something, and he can only get like 208 or something 
Um, isn't it 218? Is it, isn't it 435? It so more than yeah. half of 435. So yeah, no, no, you're yeah. right. 218. Uh, but he's getting like around 200 every mm-hmm. time. And then it's funny because the Democrat is getting uh, closer, more votes than he is, I think, because the it's such a close split between the Democrats and the Republicans. Because there's like 20 Republicans, roughly, who aren't going with the right. team. Yeah, exactly. And I love that, too. That's another side of this that's very interesting because they're not they're they're typically like uh, Trump loyalist Republicans. It's Matt Gates and uh, Lauren Boebert and a few other people like that. Didn't Trump come out this week? Sorry to interrupt, but didn't Trump come out and like try to rally his team to the side of the mainstream Republicans? Yeah, that's what's so amazing about this is that, you know, these uh, you're starting to see maybe a little bit of. Um, you know, a break between MAGA and Trump, which I mm. think would be incredible if that happens, because it's just more, um, you know, more transparency into how broken everything is. And maybe people would start thinking a little bit more independently or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Trump has come out a few times and said, guys, knock it off. You need to just support McCarthy. And Lauren Boebert is like, no, Trump, you're wrong. I'm not supporting McCarthy. So just seeing that type of stuff is kind of like, wow, Uh, it's very different. Um, I don't think something like this has happened in my lifetime. Well, they are saying, uh, you know, the headlines, that sort of thing is saying this is like the first time since 1859 that this has has gone on so long. Apparently it's been 11 attempts now, 11 ballots uh, to try to get that somebody elected to this seat, and that hasn't happened. So, I mean, from that perspective, it is fairly unique. It's kind of interesting from that perspective. I do like, I do appreciate where you're coming from in that watching these people fight and watching the infighting is somewhat entertaining and you know refreshing that they're not all on the same page. I but don't know. We, I'm about to fall asleep. But we know, <laughs> well, but we know that at the end of the day, some a-hole is going to get picked for this job because that's the only choices they have is some sort of power-mongering sicko and that's who's going to get put into this it's not going to be justin amash i don't know why people you know even believe for a moment that he has some sort of chance at this uh but even if he did it still wouldn't make any difference because it's still 435 drunken lunatics up there that are going to make the government bigger and it doesn't matter who's in this position it never has i don't i don't know why they were so upset about mccarthy because if we got mccarthy we absolutely would have drained the swamp and imprisoned Fauci and, you know, like done everything that we want to do. I mean, I don't know what we just need to let the Republicans do what they need to do and everything will sort itself out. You know, I don't know why we're why we're binding their hands and holding them back. I, I detect a little bit of sarcasm there. Just a little bit. Uh, I just think they need to vote harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh so, but libertarians, well, like, I, I mean, I get from where you're coming from on this, Reed, it's like, okay, watching them fight amongst themselves, there's some entertainment value in that. And maybe, like you said, maybe some sort of independent, I just, even I'm not optimistic. Well, like, not even that. just like Matt Gates coming out against Trump, but I mean, I've seen probably hundreds of Republicans or right wingers or conservatives or Trump people or whatever on Twitter who are furious with Trump. And with Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she's actually surprisingly, I, I, I if I thought there was going to be a big dissenter, I actually thought it would she would have been one of them. But she is like hardcore 
shilling for McCarthy mm-hmm. saying, we need to vote for this guy. He's the best, blah, 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 blah. You know, like we need to stop fighting each other. We need to fight the Democrats, whatever. And so seeing tons and tons of MAGA people saying, no, screw you, Donald Trump. Screw you, mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene. We don't want this guy with a Ukraine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, lapel pin on his jacket when he doesn't even have an American one. <laughs> like seeing that mm-hmm. to me Oof, yeah. is cool. That's a good it point. is cool to see it. So. Well, and maybe it'll bode well uh, for the Republican Party infighting and destroying itself here in New Hampshire and making it weaker so the free staters can take it over. I'm just, I'm just trying to look mm-hmm. on the bright side no, I like that. of what this, uh, you know, what this could shake out to. Yeah. Yeah, I think instability within the, the two-party system and um, when you see people breaking ranks and going against their typical incentives that's always exciting to watch because you never know like what is going to come out of it so i'm i'm fascinated by this whole thing um and like i agree with you i don't necessarily i don't think any great person is going to end up being nominated because i've had people message me that they're like who do you think it's going to be i'm like who cares like that's not what i'm getting out of doesn't matter yeah i like the idea that both sides uh of the aisle are getting frustrated with both sides of the aisle Mm -hmm. so and it I mean, the only thing they can the only thing they can, can complain about libertarians is they're still oh, they're wasting their vote. Well, guess what? Now it's not a wasted vote anymore because they're not the ones, uh, you know, ticking you off. Well, right? it's never a wasted vote, and that's the well, of course, course the wasted vote syndrome yes, is what yes. we deal with every election cycle as libertarians. The reason why it's not a wasted vote is because if you're voting for what you believe in then you're not wasting your vote. If you vote against what you believe in, just because Oh, that is absolutely a waste. Right, just because you want to quote-unquote win or be on the winning team, that's the stupidest reason to uh, to vote ever. It's as if they're making a bet, like in Vegas or something. No, you're not making a bet. You don't have to support the team that you didn't grow up around, okay? Whoever wins, we lose, as far as the Democrats or Republicans go. But of course, the Libertarians. Go ahead. I saw a tweet from Justin O'Donnell. I'm going to try to pull it up here, but he made a great point about the Republicans by not by not electing a House Majority Leader. They've done more to protect Americans than any Congress in the past hundred years <laughs> because they're making them so ineffective. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is point. is the more they fight each other, the less time they have to screw the rest of us over. Exactly. And so, to that extent, I hope this goes on forever. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope that they they're still doing this a year from now, and they haven't had a chance to pass another four thousand page uh, piece of legislation because they're t- too busy log rolling and you know back scratching and trying to curry favor with one another to get one of their people well, over the hump. Well, I can promise you that the vote will come to conclusion at the very max. When it's time to vote for their salary increases. <laughs> oh, certainly. Oh, yeah. So that's they when they got their priorities straight, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's even uh, here in New Hampshire, I heard that there's a proposal, and this comes up every now and then. Uh, I heard there's a proposal to increase the salary of the state reps and the state senators from like $100 a year, which is what it currently is. Right. Plus, like, I think there's a gas stipend. But basically, 100 bucks a year up to, I think it was like 5000 or something. Yikes, some insane. No, no. no. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to go down in flames. It usually does there's yeah. there's almost no chance well that if they're shooting for such a high number that's gonna not it's not gonna go through. well i don't even want to see it to go to two hundred dollars no of course i think not. they should cut it in half i think no i think they should cut, cut it completely it yeah cut it yeah. out gas stipend hey, and that's it i've been saying for years okay is that if you really want to be a public servant you shouldn't get paid for it you should yeah. do it the gracious of your heart and uh, like true. i'm talking about 
cops to DOT to every little thing. And if you don't like it, privatize it. Then you can get paid, and mm-hmm. then you'll be doing it because you want to come home to your family with something, and it's not because you were just milking the cow all day. Uh, there was the good news this week that the state representatives here in New Hampshire did vote against a proposal to restrict the right to bear arms, uh, meaning the state reps themselves. Nice. Uh, they uh, and just to clarify in like the history yeah. on this, it's always been legal for the average person, for you or me or anybody who's not a state rep, to go into the state rep chambers and watch. While uh, while strapped, you can yes. have a gun as long as you're legally able to carry yes. it, right? Like I can't because I'm on bail conditions. Uh, I was going to say technically I'm convicted uh, <laughs> at this point, but uh, but you know if you're not a felon and can legally right. carry a gun, then you can carry it into the chamber. However, there was a few years where the Democrats were running things in Concord where they restricted the state reps' right to carry. So the reps themselves, Actually, I kind of like that. No, I, I mean don't I don't. So. I don't because it's less freedom. Yeah, it's but in cool. another sense, it's like, oh, we're unarmed, but everyone else, our constituents, <laughs> are armed. So it makes them want to vote the right way. Yeah, they should still. I have mean, to I be. don't like the intimidation effect in that, but yeah, I, they, they I should can still get be able the to morality. defend themselves. I mean, if yeah. some lunatic yeah, I comes agree. in, I, I agree. Um, I mean, it's a fairly well armed populace, right? The, of those uh, four hundred people, two hundred something of them are Republicans, and. Even some Democrats in in New Hampshire carry guns, you know? It's a lot better armed than the, quote, insurrectionists who went into the Capitol two years ago tomorrow. For real. Oh, yeah, that's a great great point. If something like that was tried in uh, New Hampshire, there would there would actually be state reps. Instead of just cowering like they did in D.C., there would actually be state reps who would be, like, shooting at uh, assailants. It's like, click, clack, put that podium down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go to the phones here. We got Renee on the line in Louisiana. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, it's Renee. What kind of, I mean, what kind of subject can I present? Uh you usually have to figure uh, that out before you call into a talk radio show. No, right? no, no. I, I, I have one. Don't worry. Uh, All right. Let's hear it. Well, libertarian stance of believing in a well-armed citizenry, but uh, what you'll think about the military? How would that fit in? Reed, you want to handle this one? Yeah. I mean, what? <clears throat> what do you mean? Like, should do we think? Because we believed in well-armed people, that we don't need a military, or like, what, what's your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you want restrictions on it, but how would you complement that, or add that, or not add that to a a, uh, a libertarian society? Because you do have non-libertarian societies. You have to like exist with, like it or not, and some of them are greedy for big armies, like China and Russia and those guys. Yeah, so I think even constitutionally, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, you probably know more about this, but uh, constitutionally, there wasn't actually supposed to be a federal military initially, correct? There's supposed no to standing be... army. I think the Constitution provided for a Navy, uh, if I recall correctly, but no standing army. Uh, they had yeah, to call yeah. that together. Yeah, it was supposed to just be the state militias who basically put everything together themselves. Um, and I realize we're in a completely different world now and trying to get from where we are all to, all the way to that. A lot of backpedaling for sure. That needs yeah. to happen. But, uh, I mean, at least for now, I think we should be cutting the military budget by like 
80% to start. I think most libertarians would agree that they should bring the troops home, number one, and then cutting, you know, cutting the budget from there would be definitely a good move. If you were to bring the troops home, I would also say that the troops coming home should be able to uh, be able to take home their arms. Right. So it's like instead of like, you know, leaving there and across because no no troops are really here in the United States. Very few. Very few. So if they're going to be coming back, well, we don't want them to leave these arms behind to all these, you know, whoever. You mean like Afghanistan? Yeah, like Afghanistan. Unless it's the Taliban, then we leave it behind. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter where it is because like we're not in control of those countries and we don't know what they would do with them. So let's let them come back with them. But, uh. But uh, it's a it's a complicated matter. I mean, my grandpa used to say, we don't need no army. We have uh, nukes, you know, like we could just press a button. But the thing is, you can't press the button if they already stop you from releasing what the button press. And you can't you can't really perceive what they're going to do unless you have listening posts. I mean, it's a game. You don't necessarily have to conquer and dominate them, but you do have to have ears present everywhere, and satellites can't. Well, do that's it. the thing, Renee. Yeah. You don't have to do that if you're not a threat to the planet, right? So if if you don't have this massive oppressive force that exists all around the world and is used, you know, just to help out oil companies or whatever, and just destroy uh, innocent life all around the world, then you don't have to worry about what somebody else is going to do somewhere else on the planet. If you actually, if the, if the, the U S government were to follow, you know, say Ron Paul's view or the founding father's view of don't get into entangling alliances, don't get out there and try to control the world. Just focus on your own self. Make yourself, you know, make yourself as free as you possibly can. Free trade with the the whole rest of the world. You're not going to have people out there trying to kill you. Like a hypothetical, like if you had a libertarian president, a libertarian house and uh, Congress, Senate, whatever, uh, is that the the whole world is going to be like, oh, we don't need to be trying to you know outstand these other countries it's, i mean the united states is really well hated but like it'll take some time for that but um i think other countries would be like okay we do not need to keep raising our arms up because the big threat is now nonviolent. they're not going to do this uh they're not going to cause conflict around the world and they could just start uh discontinuing their arms productions because of that yeah i mean actions mean a lot right talk is cheap but if if the troops were to be withdrawn and you were to actually pare down the budget, you'd still have an incredibly easily defended place because there's a ton of guns in the United States. We don't need the military to defend the United States. People can handle that. Uh, Renee, any other thoughts you want to share? Well, uh, the thing about guns, it's, uh, you can watch ramble. If you've been in the military, it's kind of like football. I mean, the, when you play, uh, like they have some football games, like uh, how you call that dodgeball? Everybody for themselves. Uh, yeah, the super, the rock star that's the best at it's going to prevail. But the uh, history shows that uh, kind of like the Native American Indians, they had great warriors, they have great tactics, their raids were fantastic. But in the end, they could not have withstand the the numerical well-controlled, somewhat somewhat European-style armies that the Asians practice. And uh, the Chinese, regardless of what you do, China, their interactions with all the other countries may be not necessarily libertarian. It's very oppressive, aggressive, 
and using and unmerciful in in politics, like the animal planet. You gotta sometimes you got to have the lesser evils and no, no, no. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Too, uh, China poses zero threat to the United States. They they pose a threat to the United States domination of the Pacific. You know, that that's even what our State Department says. They won't even say they actually pose a threat to us. They mm. say they pose a threat to the United States domination of the Pacific. And the Pacific borders China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, when when they have a diplomat go to the Philippines and talk friendly with someone in the Philippines, we get angry about that. I mean, when can you imagine if China were arming Cuba, like we're arming Taiwan right now, how we would react to China? I mean, we would we would be absolutely belligerent. So when they're acting like that with countries bordering them to think that we need to get involved and do something about it. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Thank you, Renee, for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, hearing from you. Also, you brought up the American Indians being slaughtered by the, you know, the settlers back then. And of course, the Europeans had better technology, right? Like and they were able to crush them because of that. Um, we've got plenty of technology, right? Like, and we've got a large number of people just here in New Hampshire alone. New Hampshire is the number one, most machine gun owning, uh, place on the planet. And the old, uh, apocryphal quote, it's attributed to, I believe, Admiral Yamamoto, but it's, it wasn't his quote. Who knows who said it? Blade of grass. Yeah. The blade of grass. They, They wouldn't invade the United States during world war two because behind every blade of grass, there's a rifle was the, uh, the impression. And, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's certainly more true in places like New Hampshire than it is in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we would do just fine. And there's never been any serious threat of an invasion like that in hundreds of, you know, 200 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, thank you for that, Renee. But since Renee called in, I've got some Louisiana news here uh, from Motherboard over at Vice.com. Viewing Pornhub while in Louisiana now requires providing a driver's license to verify your age. A new a new law makes porn sites liable for content deemed quote unquote harmful to minors if it doesn't install age verification technology for anyone accessing them in Louisiana and it's already affecting how people in the state access Pornhub. The law was signed by Louisiana's Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards in June and became effective on the first of this month. The uh, act Act 440 states, quote, any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the Internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification. So what does it mean, harmful to minors? Well, they define that here. I don't even know if we can say a lot parents of this. not being responsible with their kids? Yeah, well, they want the government to take care of your kids, apparently. We'll, uh, we'll get into that coming up here, and you can share your thoughts. Are they going to be able to regulate the Internet? Inflation is a real problem. The Federal Reserve's endless printing is eating away your savings. Savvy investors are diversifying into the most stable assets in recorded history, gold and silver. Get yours from bullionmax.com slash FTL without dealing with a salesperson. Your precious metal ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast. It's easy. Free Talk Live listeners can get a special deal. Employee pricing on Bullion Max's silver starter kit. Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. The kit includes five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints. Plus, you'll get a free gold back. 
Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL. It's the perfect time to invest in precious metals, so don't miss this limited-time special offer. Start your new investment with bullionmax.com slash FTL today. bullionmax.com slash FTL. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here if you want. The number is 603-283-6160. And do you think that the government should be forcing websites that are of an adult variety? That's what they're looking at doing here, actually doing in Louisiana right now. Uh, forcing websites to do identification checks on their users, because that's what's come into play here uh, just within the last few days, according to Motherboard over at Vice.com. If you want to weigh in on that, want to hear from you, the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And also, uh, definitely want to make sure you know about uh, the Bullion Max. Bullion Max, by the way, uh, has incredible offers for, for you on uh, gold and silver, which, of course, are some of the best most stable investments in many generations. People who've been dealing with inflation uh, all around the planet, especially here in the U.S., you got to do something about that. And one of the things you can do is you can take those dollars that continue to be inflated and you can put them into something of real value. And right now you can get a special offer, which is employee pricing on Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit. It's five ounces of silver from the world's most popular mints, and they'll throw in a free gold back as well. Just go to bullionmax.com slash FTL to get yours. It's a great time. Well, anytime's a great time to get precious metals like gold and silver. So get started at bullionmax.com slash FTL. Now, look, uh, Pornhub, it's probably one of the world's most popular websites. Last time we looked at like the top 10 or top 20 websites, it was definitely in, if not the top uh, 10, certainly was in the top 20 And now Vice is reporting that Louisiana is cracking down with a new law that's just gone into effect on the 1st that says any commercial entity. So this isn't just this isn't just Pornhub. This is a a large number of websites on the Internet that, quote unquote, intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the Internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform a reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of individuals attempting to access the material. Now, what it means by shall be held liable, I don't know if they're talking about uh, some sort of criminal charge or if it'll be a financial penalty or whatever. But according to the definitions in the law, at least according to Vice, substantial portion is 33.3% or more material on a site that they consider to be harmful to minors. And according to the act... The definition of harmful to minors is that which appeals to prurient interests and consists of, and then there's a bunch of like sexual descriptions that I probably shouldn't read to you on the radio. Fair like I'm, I'm not comfortable reading a lot of these things, but you know, consists of showing certain uh, genitalia and things happening with that genitalia. To 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 sum up. Uh, what they see here, and that it has to, quote, lack serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value, unquote, for someone under the age of 18. Hmm. So, so this is like, 
right there already are warnings that pop up right on these websites so then you just have to put your driver's license in now on top of that is that basically the the big change i'm guessing so uh vice did apparently go to or motherboard went and tested the verification they say pornhub directed them to a site called all pass trust which is a third-party identification verification site which then connects to la wallet a digital driver's license for louisianans Pornhub says they do not connect data during this process, but what it doesn't say... Oh, yeah, sure they don't. <laughs> well, what it, what it doesn't say is what the procedure is, because it is, if it's just showing an ID, then, okay, well, now the you know the teenager that just stole their parents' credit card right. uh, can now just steal their parents' ID. Or you, or, got, you got grandpa's ID that just passed away or something. Yeah, or, or if, it is, if it's a little more fancy, it could be what they call a liveness detection, where they scan your ID and then they use uh, the actual, like, they'll take a video right. feed of your face to make sure that you're actually there. So I don't know what level of requirements they're putting into play here, but these days with all the uh, artificial intelligence going on out there, it's not hard. It, like, it, a teenager that has been paying attention and knows what they're doing could easily, with like a simple app, try to duplicate their grandfather's face or whatever right. by essentially creating a deep fake yeah some like uh you know apps require like dating apps require you to put your hand on your head and point a certain direction oh and really so what if ai you could just like set it up in ai to do that you know i bet you could yeah uh it's it's getting to the point i was just telling you before the show joa that uh the stable diffusion artist uh sort of the uh, ai art yeah robot or whatever you want to call it ai uh that uh, this is the one that you can run on your own computers you can kind of roll your own now you can take your own photos of yourself or your dog or whatever anybody you want to some celebrity and you can put them although most of the ai already has celebrities in them so you can take yourself and you can put yourself into this ai and then you can type out whatever sort of scenario you want yourself to be in i always wonder what i look like with the female genitalia that well, th- me too, Joe. I think about that every time we're in <laughs> well, studio together. Now you no. could, <laughs> now you could find out, Joe, because there is a version of Stable Diffusion that is unedited, uncensored, and so that is a that's a possibility. Good times are ahead yeah. of me. Yeah, uh, but that's another that's another good point because like you don't really even need Pornhub or any of these websites now. You could literally download Stable Diffusion, get the uncensored one, which is version one point four. And then you can just generate pornography. You can, you don't even have to have real quote unquote porn. You can just have the AI generate as much of it for you as you want to. It's well, not video, if, but it's if you're really images. good, you can just close your eyes and imagine things. This is true. Well, stop that government. Well, that's the point here, right? Like <laughs> the the idea that the government is by putting this rule into effect in Louisiana is going to somehow stop Louisiana children or teenagers or whatever from uh, from accessing porn. I mean, I remember, I don't know what the, your your guys' history was, but I remember when I was in like fifth grade in the 1980s. 19- you mean my search history? No, I'm just no, kidding. no, no, no. In, in, like pre-internet, at least, in the 1980s, some friend of mine brought a Playboy magazine onto the school bus, yeah. and I explicitly remember sliding that thing under the bus. So you didn't, so like the bus driver wouldn't see it. Like under the seats, we were sliding it back and forth, and just <laughs> you know looking through somebody's Playboy magazine. And you know that's tame compared to what you can get on the internet today. But uh, you know where well, there's a will, there's a way. It amazes me how Republicans, you know, they they get the gun thing for the most part. They're like, yeah, you can't you can't ban guns. People mm. are going to get them somehow. But then. 
with stuff that's like super abstract or way easier to smuggle or, you know, get to somebody like digital pornography right. or drugs or something. It's like, oh, yeah, we could get rid of that, though. You know, it's just kind of a weird disconnect it, they have. Ian, I, I challenge you or anybody else out there to uh, use this AI art that you can have in your computer to... Um, get these representatives in, in Louisiana. <laughs> Make porn of the representatives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you could do it with photo, um, Photoshop before, right? right like you right. take an image of a naked girl and then you put, you know, some state rep's face on it. But the, the I think the AI could do a better job, right? Unless right. You, unless you're a pro and, and you are a pro, uh, Joe, I could probably make graphics. it right. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you know what you're doing, you can make it pretty good. But the AI is like it's really good and it's fast at at doing right. making pictures. Right. So it's probably a lot better on average. Uh, but you make a great point, Reed. These you know these Republicans, these people that are ban- although to be fair, it was a Democrat that signed the bill. So Republicans yeah. and Democrats want to quote unquote protect children. The idea that they can somehow prohibit this stuff is, I mean, they're not banning it. Uh, outright which of course they would have they would easily be challenged on something like that under free speech grounds but you know this whole thing is just it's just pure posturing it's just going to make these politicians be able to say look what i did i care about children and so they can get reelected. this isn't going to actually stop young people i can see young people like on the border towns louisiana just traveling just you know a couple miles over the border into the next town this next state it's like buying fireworks if you live in massachusetts coming up here it's like where are you going billy oh i'm just going to the next state be right back yeah Uh, There's a little bit more here. So it was introduced by Representative Lori Shegel, who recently supported legislation that banned transgender athletes from competing on girls and women's sports teams in Louisiana. According to local news outlet WAFB, she also works as a counselor who sees patients for a sex addiction treatment. She said this. Quote, pornography is destroying our children and they're getting unlimited access to it on the Internet. And so if the pornography companies aren't going to be responsible, I thought we need to go ahead and hold them accountable, she said. And it's just like, look, I I may agree. Like, I don't think a pornography addiction is a good thing. I, I think that's, any addiction is bad. Yeah, well, any addiction for sure. Um, and this one is you know something that you can pour a lot of time into and, and money or whatever. And that's not a good thing. But banning it isn't going to solve the problem restricting it isn't going to solve the problem it never has uh and in fact you know same thing with guns and drugs if you drive that stuff underground then it gets really scary right? yeah i can imagine like you know how sort of twisted it's going to get mm-hmm. in the underground when it comes to porn Especially Given how in, twisted it is not right being now. underground. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How much worse it'll get. Well, yeah. look, I mean, you want a good example of this? Look at uh, Japan, for instance, where they have oh, yeah. more tentacle. restrictions yeah. on that sort of thing, and you get the tentacle porn stuff, right? Yep. It's wild. Uh, there's no evidence, according to Vice, that uh, sex addiction affects one's brain in the same ways that addiction to substances done uh, does, for example. Online porn and sex addiction have been controversial topics for decades, and it's been blamed, they say erroneously, for everything from mass shootings to sexual assault. Similar age verification proposals have been made in Australia, as well as in the UK, where the online safety bill has been uh, debated, modified, killed, and revived all since 2021. Sex workers have denounced this and similar attempts at overbroad age verification. Uh, they say they're harmful to their livelihoods and represent an attack on the industry as a whole. 
In December, Republican Senator Mike Lee from Utah introduced the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act, the IODA, which seeks to, quote, establish a national definition of obscenity that would apply to obscene content that is transmitted via interstate or foreign communications. Because apparently we don't have a definition of obscenity yet. After all of these years. It's subjective. It is, isn't it? I hope some kid challenges this. Uh, as he also introduced the shielding, oh God, shielding children's retinas from egregious exposure on the net or the screen act, which would require absurd. (laughs) I knew it was going to be some crazy acronym. Yeah, of course, which would require porn sites to use age verification technology. So basically this Utah Senator, Mike Lee has proposed a national version of what has now passed in Louisiana. So disappointing from him because uh, he's one of the few Republicans that's occasionally pretty good on stuff. Um, and I don't know. He, he is just a Republican. Well, though. right. I mean, that's the problem with Republicans. They're they're good on some things like some yeah. economic freedoms. But when it comes to the economic freedom of pornographers and people you know, distributing adult content, well, no, you don't get that. Oh, you want to have the economic freedom to sell weed? Well, you, you can't have that. You know, it's you actually know. funny because uh, one of the one of the things that spurred me into coming back to New Hampshire was, um, you know, I was living out in Utah and Utah is just so conservative about this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's not that it affected me so much, like with the alcohol or anything, but they, they just had like these really tight restrictions. And so after the last two years with everything that's been going on, instead of, you know, saying, hey, maybe we should reassess and be a little bit more freedom oriented because everything is just you know so ridiculous they just doubled down and then they were actually drafting a bill to try to ban pornography from mobile devices and then around this time in new hampshire they were voting on whether or not we should be allowed to secede from the union and i was just like man we're just not the the priorities are completely different it's wild so i've heard of people uh gotten their like um their porn site logins hacked and uh, and been revealed publicly that they look at this, look mm. what they're looking at. Yeah. Well, you know, if this is requiring a bunch of people to sign in, now you're just getting a record of everyone. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I challenge any, I don't want you guys any law breaking, but there's a challenge that could happen, which would be any hackers out there that want to look into all these reps that, you know, got this pass in Louisiana, see if any of them are logged in. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course they are. You know it. But you do they verifi- verify their age? Do they yeah. do they dox the themselves? Do they KYC <laughs> themselves on these sites? Right? Mm-hmm. Are they hypocrites before the the law got passed? You know. Yeah, you make yeah. a good point, Joe. That there's somewhere there's a database. Even though Pornhub is saying they're not connecting their data at the time that the verification is going on, whoever these third parties are, these according to the company here, it's All Pass Trust and L A Wallet. These are the companies that are doing the third party verification. You know they've got some kind of records. You know there's records of everybody that's done the scan of the ID or whatever hoop jumping that they got to jump through to to do this stuff. It's on file there. And whether it's a hacker or just some sort of do-gooder on the inside or whatever that just releases these uh, these files, that information could absolutely come out at some point and violate many people's privacy. There could know? be a wave of people going to the DMV to just get IDs. Just to get on some porn porn sites. (laughs) I think most people probably have IDs already. Most people, but like, let's just say that, you know, you don't drive and you don't ever have a reason. Homeless people, blah, blah, blah. 
So I guess we'll see what happens uh, to this on a national level. I don't know what the current status is of this uh, shielding children's retinas from egregious exposure on the net, which again would require, it'd be very similar to the law that's already been worked on in uh, in the UK, where you if you run a porn site, you got to have age verification. Yet I went site. to public school and they showed nudity to us for educational purposes. Really? Whatever. Yeah. And I was like... You're talking about like sex ed? Yeah. Yep. Were, were those just drawings, though? Did they actually show you nude No, we saw a, we saw a full nude. We had... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They changed it since I was in school, I guess. I guess so. I wasn't too far uh, after you, I guess. What about you, Reed? What was, uh, did they show you any actual nudity in government school? I don't remember seeing any. I mean, we had sex ed, but I don't remember any graphic nudity of yep. any sort. It was very subtle, but it wasn't like full detailed type things. You know, the the... <laughs> What this all really comes from, ultimately, is the sort of the puritanism of uh, of the United States. The idea that sex sex is bad, okay? You know, that it's a danger to uh, have somebody be exposed to uh, naked people mm-hmm. or whatever. And obviously, you know, I don't agree with a lot of what goes on in Europe, necessarily. But you hear a lot of the stories about just being on the street in Europe. It's not that uncommon to see somebody topless or to see somebody full full nude, right. you know, on the streets or on television or whatever there. And it's just like, so what? It, it just yeah. I don't get the. And we're seeing this now with this all this insanity over drag shows right now, where people are losing their minds. There are protesters and counter protesters now outside of drag shows and it's like these people that are against these drag shows it's like they want to put people in prison yeah. for taking their kids to a drag show and i just i cannot understand it especially the ones that call themselves libertarians you, I, that you, i don't get these protests are giving them attention you know oh, of course they are so you keep you keep protesting you keep creating the outrage outside it's you're going to be the focus and then people are going to be like no they, they there's going to be more defense to it and it's because you're highlighting it. You know, just ignore it. Let These people are going to do it no matter what, regardless. Right. Like, you and, can't push back and make it disappear. No. You can't push back and stop them from, from happening. So what's the point of this? And I, I just want to make another point is that, like, you know, not just, like, the word censorship, but sheltering. Sheltering kids from things, uh, they tend to slingshot after they become of age. You want to find out what you missed out on. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't see this movie. Now I want to watch all these horror movies, right? And it's because the parents wouldn't let them watch it. And it's like now they become obscured to it. And it's just exactly what's going to happen in this sense, too. Like some kids may be like, oh, wow, I found some porn. It's boring now. But now you're telling them, no, 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 no. And now they're going to be like, yes, I want it because they keep telling me no. And, well, that's yeah. the forbidden fruit aspect, and yes. it, it applies to drugs as well, right? Like, oh, oh, you can't smoke that marijuana, Billy. You know, it's really dangerous. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, now you want to know why not. Well, I think the other thing that happens is all nudity becomes sexual, you know, or sexualized or something through the through the uh, the puritanism that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, nudity, like if you're going swimming in a river in the middle of the woods or something, like if there's like a if I was with a bunch of friends hiking or something, I would, I would do that type of thing. And some people get really weirded out by it. And to me, that was just kind of weird. It's like, there's nothing sexual no. about jumping in a river without your clothes on. I just yeah. don't want to hike in my wet clothes afterward or whatever. It's just um, being naked. It's not sexuality. And that's, you're absolutely right. It is such a prudish kind of uh, viewpoint to say that, 
you know, some woman walking around topless is trying to titillate in a in sort of a sexual manner, and it's not true at all. It's like it's a hot day. I don't I, feel like wearing a shirt. That's it. That's all. She's not rubbing herself in front of a child or whatever. You know, no, there's there's respectful <laughs> methods and there's disrespectful methods. You know, like I I admit I go skinny dipping every year. I love it. I fully enjoy it. Actually, um, uh, most of last year, most of my bathing happened in the river. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how I did it. I did it nude, and there was no one around. When someone did come around, I ducked down and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> and so they got out of my view, and I come, you know, I I would come back out. Well, and it was that because you were embarrassed, or you just didn't want them to potentially, you know, feel awkward. Yeah, I don't right? want to make anyone awkward, right. and you know, never know you get one of those super conservative or wicked lefties, and then they call in the cops on me because. My my woohoo came out for a moment out of the water, and oh my god, now I'm a sexual predator or some baloney like that. Now, Joe, I don't think you were at Porkfest this year, right? No, or last year, not uh, not very long. Reed, were you there for the whole thing? Uh, for most of it. Did yeah. you hear any of the controversy there over the naked people? Uh, I didn't hear controversy. Aren't there always naked people there? Yeah. I, this year there may have been a few more than uh, than previous years. At least I, I saw more of them. The one day that I that I was there, there was maybe like mm, six or eight guys that were playing frisbee out on one of the backfields or whatever, and uh-huh. and there was kids running around playing tag nearby. And you know what? Everything was totally fine. Yeah. No one. It didn't matter. But apparently, some people weren't fine with it because the the more conservative types that attend this this liberty event because they they come there too sometimes. Uh, they got all upset about it and they had to make a big deal about it and start complaining about it after the event was over and, and just make a lot of noise about this ish, this non issue. Like the, there was so much misinformation as well. Like they were lying, like some of them were lying about some of these guys, like claiming that one of them had an erection in front of their child, which wasn't true. Apparently they're just being jealous at all. (laughs) And, And it's just like, you know. If you don't want your kids to see that kind of thing, maybe don't bring them to a freedom festival. I believe it was marked on a map that this is the nudist area. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So they should have known better if they went to this event. Yeah, and these guys are pretty respectful. I I suspect that if they said that they would keep their nudity to one area, that they would probably not just walk around naked uh, the whole time. Now, I've seen moments at Porkfest that have been kind of, my opinion, a little disrespectful. Um and things of happen. Naked to, people, you mean? Uh, not just naked people, but full on acts in public. Well, I mean, it's not public because the whole place is private. But out like, in, what are you talking about? Sex acts? Sex acts? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I have seen it, and I was like, "All right, I'm no longer hungry." Because wow. <laughs> I just. Oh my god! I'm well, first off, yeah. they weren't attractive. Well, of course not. Almost, <laughs> almost never. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I'm. I don't know about what happened at Porkfest because this was late. I wasn't there or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there is a way to be respectful about nudity and disrespectful about it. I mean, I would never, uh, I would never be nude around kids. It's just something I wouldn't do. And, um, if there's like, like, I don't know, there's some instances where it wouldn't be weird if they're family members or something. And you're all like, if your dad and his sons are going swimming in the river or something, then it's like different, but I don't know. The problem is we've just lost our common sense. Everything's mm-hmm. gone, like in both directions. Whether it's like you're in a locker room and you're just taking a shower with the football team, which shouldn't be weird at all, 
But then at the same time, like you're talking about the drag shows, I don't think people should go to prison. But I do think bringing your kids to a drag show is really, really weird. And we've seemed to lost, we seem to have lost that, the I don't know, that connection to the guardrails where, you know, it used to seem like people just kind of knew what was respectful, what was too in your face, and it was not a big deal. And now we've just completely lost touch with it. But no, I, I agree. I will say this about the drag shows. Uh, Bonnie and I went to one in Keene that happened in September, and there was maybe one person there who was less than 12 or 11 or something like that. There was a kid that somebody had brought uh, to this drag show. And to, to, to the drag show's credit, it did say on the flyers and such, this is an adult, you know, show for adults. It's not you know, really? like some kid's uh, kid show or whatever. But in the same way that like adults can bring their kids to an R-rated movie... In many right, cases, there's right. much worse things that are happening on the screen in an R-rated movie. Right. You know, if that's the way your family is and you're open to that sort of thing, it's not my place to judge, right? Yeah. You, know, like, you do you. It's your kids. Uh, some people might think it's dangerous to bring your kids to church as well. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Live. We continue here. You can bring up whatever you want as we kick off the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. The number for you is 603-283-6160. Especially if you are one of these people that wants to crack down on the pornography industry. And we just read a story out of Louisiana that... There's now a law that says that every website purportedly, I guess, in the U.S., because it'd probably be hard for them to enforce outside of the U.S., which is a whole other thing. Like, how are they going to enforce this on, you know, European websites or African websites or whatever? But every, uh, you know, porn site, basically, or any site with over 33.3% of its content that is lewd and lascivious, etc., has to have an age verification system put into place. And there's now a proposal that something like that will be done on the national level as well. Whether that passes or not, uh, I don't know. But in Louisiana, at least, which is, of course, a uh, you know a prison colony, basically. I mean, it's one of the most restricted places in the United States. They arrest more people there for you know victimless crimes, ma- marijuana possession, things like that. It is not uh, a, a place to live if you care about personal freedoms. But it was a bill signed by uh, the the Democratic governor there. So clearly it's a bipartisan uh, issue. And again, whether this becomes a national level restriction still remains to be seen. But if you're somebody who supports that, I definitely would like to hear from you. The number, if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160. It just seems like, you know, no matter what you do. That cat is out of the bag as far as pornography is concerned. I mean, you couldn't restrict it in the 1980s or in the 1970s or whatever when it was just in magazine and VHS form. And now it is even less controllable than it's ever been. By the way, with you tonight, it's Ian. Joa. And Reed Coverdale. Indeed. So uh, do you guys have any more comments on that or should we move on? We can move on. I'm good with moving on. I'll I'll branch it over. Yeah, what do you got, Joa? Well, maybe in the future... You could broadcast your porn through the energy of your body. And uh, so I'm going to read this article from studyfinds.org. So it says uh, 6G wireless technology could use humans as a power source. The study explains. 
Uh, is this something straight out mm, of the Matrix? I was going to say, using humans as a power source. I've heard that one before. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can already do this and practice it. Some people say that your cell phone has a better signal when you hold it uh, versus like putting it down. Um, your key fob for your car, uh, if you were to just use your hand, it's not going to be as powerful. Say you're at a distance from your car and you really want to lock it and you want to walk back, you can put it up to your belly, you can put it up to your cheek, and your the water in your body is going to amplify it. It helps radiate the That's signal. That's right. Yeah. So you're, you're using your body as an antenna. Or like if you mm-hmm. have a radio, you ever touch the antenna on your mm-hmm. radio and it yeah, makes it helps. It, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's going on. Um, and so this is really odd and strange. Um, the, all right. So Am, I'll read the article here. Amherst, Mass. Um, 5G wireless technology is just starting to take yeah. off worldwide. But a new study is already speculating on the future of 6G. Now, this doesn't mean like it's going to be... Uh, I'm just speculating here. It's it's not likely it's going to be more powerful. It's just that they're using a new method. So 6G okay. is just sixth generation. Correct. Right. Uh, and then researchers from the University of Massachusetts Amherst say, unlike older technology, 6G could end up using people as antennas. And this is not this is not unheard of because your your watches already do this. So um, you mean like the smartwatch? Things? Yeah, smartwatches. Um, they're using it to amplify a signal to your phone. Oh, see, I've never had the smartwatch, so I don't know a lot about it. Yep. There's connectors on it that, you know, read biometrics and that all these other sort of mm-hmm. things. Um, but specifically, 6G telecommunications could possibly take advantage of visible light communication, or VLC, not not the player, um, hmm. the video player, which is like a wireless version of fiber optics. Right now, fiber optics wow. are in- incredibly thin glass or plastic strands to transmit information on flashes of light. These wires are extremely small, but also extremely fragile. And I know mm-hmm. because there was a internet outage yesterday in Manchester because some truck hit a pole, severing oh, no. the pole like completely in half, and um, the fiber optics were destroyed, and they had to replace it. it took them all day. Uh, thank goodness we have the government out there forcing us to have uh, poles instead of doing underground wire <laughs> burial. Right. I guess it's keeping uh, keeping you employed to some extent, right, Reed? <laughs> Well, not the fiber optic side, but the pole side. For the poles, sure. yeah, so, yeah. I could mean, because if they just buried these cables and they got rid of the you know the pole situation, it would solve so many sure. issues. It's not like we have earthquakes here that could disrupt. Well, these lines. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into burying everything. I mean, no eventually. Doubt. What I said, no doubt. There's a lot of work. Oh but, yeah. But I mean, as far as like branches taking down lines or cars running into poles and that sort of thing, you you wouldn't have that problem anymore. Although you know when you got to go and and uh, yeah, run new wires. Fix stuff. Yeah. Hey, government, <laughs> think about the danger of poles. New... What's that? <laughs> the, the, hey, government, there's a danger out there. It's telephone poles. We need to get rid of them. There I'm just go. trying to... I'm trying to just like just do, get a hashtag a going, bit. ban telephone poles. You know? <laughs> Too many people have died. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, think of the children, ban think, telephone yeah. poles. <laughs> the uh, UMass Amherst team say they have created a low-cost and innovative, innovative way of harvesting waste energy from vlc using the human body as an antenna their invention can recycle waste energy to power wearable devices and possibly larger electronics as well um and then they they quote uh, vlc is quite simply an interest an interesting says jia zong professor of information and computer sciences of UMass Amherst and university release. Hmm. Instead of using radio signals to send information wirelessly, it uses the light from LEDs that can turn on and off up to 1 million times per second. 
That's... I'm curious to know how this is going to work. I mean, because if it's light, wouldn't you have to have a direct line of uh, sight in order for it to actually work? Like a radio signal can penetrate yeah. through a wall, but a light. I don't know. Do that. They know so. something we don't. I guess. Yeah. There's obviously something here I'm not getting, but we'll we'll continue here in just a moment. Let's go to uh, this caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Nate. Nate, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, hey, uh, I'm not. I'm from Louisiana. Um, it, it's. I'm sorry. It's, uh, I wouldn't call it the uh, the most unfree uh, state in the union. Um, it's up there, though. It's bad, well, man. No, nah, I mean if you if 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 you look at it through a, a gun rights point of view or a, a pro life point of view or something of that nature, we're uh, we're one of the best states in the union. Um, in my opinion, um, uh, as far as like the age verification thing, um, I'm not for it or against it. So you, um, here's my thing. I'm thinking like, why would I, I mean, if somebody is, is concerned about their privacy, why would they even have, I don't have a smartphone. I don't have internet on my phone. Uh, I don't have internet. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if I'm concerned about my privacy, why would I get hung up on possibly saving a few teenagers from stumbling upon some images that could actually harm them? How, how is, I, I guess let me pose the question this way. How is making a website verify someone's age, how is that taking away someone else's life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness? If you could explain how it is, I'm, I'm, I would think about it, you know, but sure. I don't see how. First of all, I'd, I'd like to answer that question, but I will uh, tell you you're absolutely wrong. Uh, Louisiana is the state with the highest incarceration rate in the United States, uh, according to usnews.com, at least from 2017, and I'm pretty sure that it's been that way for a long time. Uh, it is wor- referred to as the world's prison capital, incarcerating 816 per every 100,000 people as of 2014 so you guys are definitely well could that be because we also have the highest crime rate in new orleans and so maybe it's not that no it's because louisiana and a lot of cities have high crime rates it's because louisiana has a lot of stupid uh prohibitions that are being you know absolutely cracked down upon people things like you know marijuana possession will get you prison a prison sentence there no sir no sir that law was passed one or two years ago where now it's a ticketable offense it is oh. no longer a crime okay to i'm glad i'm now glad to hear wrong. that so you guys finally <laughs> you changed that wrong, one law wrong. huh okay you, you guys called me wrong well, he called you out Ian. Right. okay so you guys finally changed that one law well now if you run a website that doesn't do an age verification they're going to put you in prison probably for that too i mean you asked why that's infringing upon someone's liberty it's infringing upon the website operator's liberty because if you want to have a free website that anyone can access without having to pay money to some service to verify the ages of the people that come to your website and you're being threatened by this Louisiana crime syndicate now. That's a, that's a fair point. I didn't think about it from a private business standpoint okay. um, as, as far as like, you know, okay, now they have to pay to make this happen. Yeah, that, uh, it just doesn't come yeah. for free. <laughs> There's no free solution to doing age verification. You got to hire a company for that. Yeah, that that's that's 
thought provoking. I'll, I'll think on that. Okay. Uh, but I will. I well, will echo this. Anybody who's out there, if you really care about your privacy, you would get rid of your smartphone. Number one. Well, yeah. Uh, get rid, sure. get, don't. I mean, don't even have a television. Really. I mean, it's getting so intrusive that I mean, you know, really, technology at this point is not. It's not your friend. It's. It's not, it's not something, it's kind of like uh, one of the founders said about government. It's really becoming a force, uh, a dangerous fire that you, that you really got to be careful with. And it's best to keep it at a distance. <laughs> it, essentially, uh, what they would have to do, I'm not trying to give them an idea, but this is probably what they're contriving, right? Is that they are going to have to monitor everyone's computer, right? Because... How could you censor it? Like people, just for instance, you can go on the dark web to find these things that don't require age verifications. Or I guarantee you that there's going to be um, sites that are not, you know, listed by the government that is requiring this sort of uh, new law. It would be impossible for this to happen. There'll be some forum out there, some uh, obscure website that doesn't require age verification. And I don't know, it just seems so absurd. And the, the only way they could do that is like have a, like the net nanny type thing. And the kid is going to mm-hmm. have to sign in. And now, now the net nanny, which maybe has actual eyes on it, it's just going to be so weird, so intrusive. Uh, kids are going to lose complete privacy because of this, not because they're going on porn sites, but because they are a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be everything's going to be tracked by them. Nate, anything I, else you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, I, I could tell you this: that New Orleans, if you're if you're walking around in New Orleans, you have a higher chance of getting carjacked or shot than in any other city in the United States. So that tells me that more people will be incarcerated if you live in that area. It, it's just a fact. Now, now that, that probably means that there's more fatherless homes. There's more home. You know, he said, I've given you a republic if you can keep it. And he said, we're to be self-governed. What does that mean? That you have a relationship with God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and that keeps you from taking away the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness of your neighbor. And as a society drifts, away from God and morality and values, then the government by nature will come in with laws to restrain the people that are now treating their neighbor ill will. So, well, I mean... I think that uh, the problem with you know people falling away from God is that you know the government is the antithesis. The, the The government yep. is the antithesis of goodness. The government is the antithesis of love for your neighbor and for uh, forgiveness and and t- treating people and so right. Is social media and so is the internet and so no, is those, those are just tools. The, the the internet's just a tool, man. You can use it for when good. You go to sleep tonight. Ask yourself if the devil would rather you have internet in your life. Or, or have you your life with Wait a second. No, no. no yeah, but see what the no, no. The, the 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 difference between the two is that one forces you to do something. Mm-hmm. The other one, you have the choice. So, so I got an if honest question for you, man. Tell me that you can look yourself in the mirror and say that the internet is a good thing for you to have and to teach your grandchildren how to use. Well, you know what? At least, uh, I, I would challenge everybody out there. Yeah, I can do that easily. Yourself. It's because I'm not an it's, evil person. But, Reed, you had a question? Go ahead. Yeah, no, and I'm not. This isn't a gotcha. It's just a serious question. So I, I do think you need a virtuous society 
to have no government. I don't think just getting rid of the government gets rid of all your problems. I do think you need people who respect property rights and respect each other's space and everything. But New Hampshire, uh, Ian, I don't know if you know the stat off the top of your head, but it is at times the most atheist state in the country. I mean, it depends on the year. I don't know if it was last year. I believe the term is unchurched. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there are a lot of atheists here as well, but there's a large number of people who are quote-unquote unchurched, meaning that they may actually have a religion. They just don't go to a church. So there's that too. And there's also a lot of them don't identify with a religion too isn't that pretty high in new hampshire as well wouldn't su- it, it wouldn't surprise me yeah, yeah. i mean like the but, unchurched people may have their own personal beliefs but they're not per se yeah. a part of something and then ironically we have the lowest homicide rates yeah so yeah. i mean i i do think we need a virtuous society but i think that a lot of religious people tend to conflate virtue with religion mm-hmm. because you can have very religious like i mean louisiana is very religious but new hampshire isn't and the amount of violence and crime that you're talking about in louisiana is way higher so it's just an interesting thing to think about what do you think about that nate uh i think that if new hampshire got a big city like new orleans uh i I, you you guys would know better than me but the founding fathers had there was at least two quotes that i that i know of that they basically were saying in the city it's not Nothing good is going to come out of people living on top of each other. And if New Hampshire had a, a major city, over time, fatherlessness would prevail and crime would, would – would, and, and if you brought the, the average temperature down. I mean, I, if I, I'm not going to go burglarize somebody's car when it's zero degrees with a north wind at 30 miles an hour. That You know, I'm not going to go make a baby with a neighbor's daughter – you know, when it's 30 degrees, it's below. 30, I actually you know. like the argument you're making because a lot of uh, th- we got to use this in the future, Ian, because a lot of libertarians complain about the cold and they yeah, don't want to do. move to New Hampshire. But you've just made an excellent point that cold makes you a more peaceful person because it's uncomfortable to go, commit <laughs> to go crime out, out yeah. in the cold. Nate, I like that. I'm going to remember I, that. Thanks <laughs> for the call, Nate. I do appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> you don't want to be robbed? Come here in the wintertime. <laughs> Dude, that's that's such a great argument. I've never thought of that before, but definitely going to use it. Let's go to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Yeah, that's why the Scandinavians and Norwegians moved up to Montana and Michigan and whatnot. They'd always marry their cousin because that was the closest girl around. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you're ruining our you argument for travel, us. You don't want to travel more than 15 miles in the cold to go a courting, boy. I'll tell you what. By the way, uh, before you go on, Major, I did pull up Normal, the uh, National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and they have a real handy uh, state-by-state rundown. They keep it up to date, right? Because the last guy that was on the phone, he said, oh, well, they decriminalized marijuana in Louisiana. You can't get arrested for uh, possession, he said. And apparently that's somewhat true in that now if you have less than 14 grams of marijuana on your person and you get caught in Louisiana, they will obviously take it and they will issue you a fine, but there's no possibility of jail time. However, it has only been decriminalized in that you can't go to jail. It's still a misdemeanor 
on your record. Whereas here in New Hampshire, there's the hundred dollar fine, and it's only a violation. So it's still it's still worse down there, and it's fourteen grams there. I think it's like uh, twenty one or something like that here. I think it's three quarters of an ounce. Yeah, three quarters of an ounce, I believe. Uh, and then further, if you have more than fourteen grams and upwards of two point five pounds, that is still going to put you in uh, in jail for six months. So I mean, it's it's better in Louisiana. I will I will give him that, but. Uh, still a misdemeanor, even if you get caught with a with a gram. Anyway, Major, go ahead with your thoughts. If I remember right, uh, Ann Arbor was the first place to have the hundred dollar ticket. Mm. Yeah, that was a long time ago too, right? Like decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we had the hash bash there in Ann Arbor, and it was, mm-hmm. used to be cool until the cops started cracking down. You know, they they wouldn't bother you if you were just smoking reefer, but if mm. you had a beer or even threw a French fry wrapper on the ground, by the day was on you like ducks on a June bug. Wow. I've never heard that one. All right, what else, man? Well, a um, couple things. I mean, you, you guys are talking about the telephone poles and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm sure you know the tree huggers that jump right. Oh, think all the pine trees we could save, man. But are they going to think about all the trees that are going to have their root base ripped up, putting all that infrastructure That's on true. the ground? I Good bet point. you we'd lose more trees than we'd save. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it would be a huge undertaking. I mean, it, it makes would. sense in some areas, but uh, we definitely are. I mean, I'm particularly I, talking about the city. No, no, I hear you, but even in the city, like then you got to get it under you the sidewalks, sidewalks, and yeah. you got to tear up all the roads, and you got all the underground utilities you already have under there, like sewer and gas. And I mean, it's where it works. It's great because yeah, then you don't have it blocking your view. You don't have it getting damaged in the storm. But it is like a it's very expensive. Wait, wait a second here. A wait a second. Ground boring, you know. They've come a long way with going underneath the roads and whatnot, but still, I think it would raise more. No, I agree here. with Reed. I mean, it is. A, it would be a huge undertaking and a huge expense to try to do it to every existing line. However, if you were building like a new neighborhood and you're putting in new. Uh, yeah. You know, you're gonna you gotta have a cost in, involved in putting something new in anyway. At that point, you might as well go underground and make it, you know, somehow easily able to access. For uh, there's probably there's probably solutions that the market has come up with to where you know you could if you need to run new cables through there, you can you can set it up. Really, one of you, you guys that. brought up why the Indians lost the war, and it was because they couldn't fight as a cohesive unit. It was all about the glorification of the individual warrior. They got more street cred, so to speak, for counting coups than they did for killing you. I mean, don't you think the fact that the Europeans had guns was a factor as well? Oh, it, it most certainly helped, but the the Indians couldn't unite. Mm-hmm. They couldn't recognize that they were against an enemy. I mean, the French hired well, them. Well, yeah, a lot them. of them did. The they, I mean, like fight the French. Hell, the, the, the English were responsible for scalping. Like bring me no, that was the French. Them. French are scalpers. Okay, well, my bad, but still, it was the French and Indian Wars there. You know. Yep. And England was definitely up on that one. Yep. I was gonna say back to the poll thing is that I know Reed, you're like a professional in this sense, but you know, I think that ultimately, it, it they're already cutting down a lot of trees to put in poles, probably more mm-hmm. so, because you got to think that. You know, you have to have a certain sort of space requirement to put that pole up, and you don't want trees nearby because it could fall on the poles. And how we all see it, these, uh, you know, the tree crews going around and trimming the trees Mm -hmm. and tearing down and cutting down trees every year just to avoid them falling on poles. That's true. On the lines. So I think it would probably be better in in one sense in the cities, because if you live in the city, you're already in a concrete jungle. They don't expect 
Anyways, yeah, so when points. you run underground wire, it's not the same wire as what's hanging on the tele- on the poles. So mm-hmm. on the poles, you can liter- you can have something that's like half an inch in diameter, um, and that can channel a lot of electricity. When it's underground, they're like two inches thick. They've got all this rubber sure. coating. They've got like tons of copper in them and stuff. So I just look at a- yeah, I just look at it as anywhere there's a sidewalk is where the cable should be. So the cost is you're saying the cost of the wire itself is even it's higher. Way higher. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah, interesting. Sure. There's more coming up here. Uh, the number is 603-283. Thank you, Major, for the call. 603-283-6160. We got more Free Talk Live on the way. is free talk live you can join the show here the number is 603-283-6160 phones are open you can bring up anything you want your comments on whatever happens to be on your mind we'd love to hear them uh also want to say thank you to joseph storm he is a supporter of our amps program uh, that means that Joseph is contributing, and in his case, quite a bit. He's doing a platinum level, which is five times what we ask. We ask five bucks a month. He's doing twenty-five bucks uh, per month to the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Amps.freetalklive.com is where you can go to contribute. There, we certainly appreciate it. And it, you know, with the the new way that we're doing the show here, you're going to hear fewer advertisers. Uh, and you are hearing fewer advertisers on Free Talk Live. We, we've cut out two entire commercial breaks per hour from the show. And I think it's been a, bit, a major uh, positive change for the show so far. I think the show's been more uh, interesting. We've had a chance to get deeper into conversations. We're not constantly being interrupted. And uh, we'd prefer to not interrupt for advertising either. So if you guys want to support the show directly, that'd be the best way to ensure that we can continue. Uh, go to amps.freetalklive.com and do as Joseph Storm has done. He, you don't have to go to his level, but, you know, five bucks a month. That's all we ask for. And you get some perks like access to the Amp Only uh, podcast where you get the full radio show without any recorded commercials in, uh, in archive form through our Patreon. So once again, that's amps.freetalklive.com. Joe, you were telling us about some technology. Yes. Uh, it's Ian, Joe, and Reed here, by the way, tonight. But you were telling us about this, and I'd never heard of this before, VLC. So kind of like a fiber optic cable that's a, a thin piece of glass down which light is transmitted. And that's how, uh, if you've got fiber, quote-unquote, internet connection, and we do here at the studio, by the way, that's how you can get incredible bandwidth, which is what we have here. we got a gigabit connection uh, at this studio, and... It's relatively affordable to compare to what you would have had to pay for a gigabit just you know twenty years ago or ten years ago. Uh, so this is a similar kind of technology in that it is using light to transmit and receive, but it cuts out the wire. And so now they're yeah. talking about using this technology with the new six G cell phone system. I, I think it's better instead of reading it because I read it. Um, mm-hmm. It's better to kind of try to explain it in my own words. All right. Um, and imagine this is like. There's all different devices in your home, and they all have different light sources, like a, just a, say your microwave and the digital screen on that, yep. is putting a flicker because it's LED. Now, that's very right. unique to your microwave. So if you wanted to say, oh, I put something in the microwave, and you walk away from it, and you just wanted to turn it on, well, that 
you, your device would match the frequency of that, uh, and as long as it has a trans, like a, a receiver to the to the light that you're sending out, and it could communicate back at you with the the flicker of the light on the microwave, mm-hmm. right? So it, it doesn't even require the light anymore. It could just be well, it, it does require the light, but to receive to receive, uh, you need a light source from somewhere else. You have to to send something out. You need a light source from yourself. So it's hard to imagine, but it's a communication between these devices, mm-hmm. right? That is just very, very small, minute sort of admission coming off of it. Yeah, according to uh, ScienceDirect.com, it says that the features of VLC include high bandwidth, no health hazard, right? Because there's long been a lot You're of... You're already getting hit with the, the LEDs coming off your microwave. Well, right, and there's long been a fear, whether it's justified or not, I don't know. There's been different studies about this, but there's long been the fear that having a cell phone, which is essentially a radio transmitter, right? Right. Like even when you're not using your cell phone, it's still transmitting and receiving constantly. Well, I'd be more afraid of the radiation off the battery versus like it actually transmitting. That'd okay. be more concerning to me. Uh, well, the batteries ain't going away, but there's been a, a a long concern about the radio transmission possibly, you know, causing cancer, quote unquote. I don't think there's much evidence for it, but there's always been that fear. That certainly was one of the fears of five G uh, for the, a long time. In the health version of of this topic, it's it's wouldn't be any different. It'd probably be better uh, in certain ways, but. In the security or the privacy scent of this technology, well, it could be extremely concerning. This isn't a radio transmitter. This is just light flashing. Right. Well, yes, but you're putting off a frequency and it could read that. It's They're saying that oh, the, the... privacy. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you're putting a frequency off. So, mm-hmm. imagine... Well, you it, would encrypt it. It'd be encrypted. Well, you can't encrypt your brain, Ian. Like, what I'm saying is, is that your brain is throwing out frequencies. Mm-hmm. And if it could... Like, some device is reading the frequency off your brain, they're going to know what you're thinking. Well, I mean, that's now you're talking about a completely different yeah, technology. Yeah, no, that's how here. obscure this is talking about here. And so you would basically wear uh, just a simple copper wire, a, a ring or a copper bracelet, and you're putting off frequency, frequency, and you're creating that one little extra antenna of that, and it's like kind of broadcasting that out. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the the thing you would wear would be a VLC, a, a light transmitter, right? No. No, that, it's something else. Yes, they're they're okay. saying light is sort of how they they were discovering this and how they um are, you know, it's a better method because it's it's a direct line. Where I, right, let me explain. Let me read this part here. The team explains that the VLC systems experience significant leakage of energy. So it's not even LEDs, right? But because of well, LEDs, they have LEDs, right? But because of LEDs emit side channel RF signals, radio frequency signals mm-hmm. or radio waves. Um, if scientists are able to harvest this RF energy, they can put it to use. So it's not even about light anymore. Uh, to turn mm. this into reality, oh, okay. they design an antenna out of coil copper wire to collect leaked RF radio frequency. From there, the biggest question is what kind of object maximizes, maximizes the collection of this energy? You. Your body mm-hmm. full of water, mm-hmm. right? Researchers experimented with all sorts of surfaces and thicknesses of wire after re- uh, resting the coil against plastic, cardboard, wood, and steel, the uh, as well as phones and other digital devices turned on and off. Uh, first author Minaho Ku tried wrapping the coil around a human body. Uh, the results uh, show people are actually the best medium for amplifying the coil's ability to collect leaked RF energy. Attached 
attaching the coil to a person collected up to 10 times more energy than just using a bare coil. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, that Yeah, that's basically what they're saying there. Yeah. I, I, I kind of am seeing what you're saying about the technology. Obviously, I am not w- aware enough of exactly how all this stuff works. I suspect you aren't either. Uh, on what the the proposal is or how this is going to interface with your cell phone or whatever in, into the future but they've got it sounds like they've got some sort this, of idea this tech is not old but they're trying to like m- like minimize the tech into a smaller and smaller device now uh it's been said that when your hard drive runs uh the spinning disk one not the solid uh sure those are going ones. out of style though right the spinning ones they put off a frequency which can be read mm-hmm. from a distance and someone can read what you're doing on your computer without actually having to plug in anything to your computer. Another reason not to have one of those hard it's drives. It's wild. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, how are you feeling about the 6G thing? You think you're going to get the the bracelet? I don't think we're going to have a choice. Like that's not <laughs> even going to No, you only need a bracelet. They're a little advanced that technology mm-hmm. where you're you have enough, you know, uh, I think plenty of people would wear it if if the uh, if cellular companies, you know, Verizon or whoever said, "Hey, all you got to do is wear this bracelet, and it'll increase your signal on your cell phone by ten percent, or you know, a hundred percent, or something like that. What if I your think, wedding ring is already doing it? Well, who knows? But I think that uh, I think you get a lot of people signing on for that, just because people are addicted to their cell phones, and they absolutely you they know, can make it easier. They would if you could guarantee a signal in in low signal areas by simply wearing some jewelry or something like that. I think most people would be for it. It, just, it seems here. like even way more advanced technology than what we're even talking about right here. It probably is. Yeah. We probably we probably barely you know are scratching the surface on this uh, article. The, certainly, the is. potential here. Uh, if you want to comment though, and, and you know we we can't get too far into the weeds on how exactly the tech works, but for those of you out there that you know, like I said, this is new to me. I've I, I mean obviously you mentioned during the break. I think Joe the idea of the old remote control for the television. That's that's infrared light. Right. right? You can't see it, but right. there's a little light bulb in there and it's flashing at uh, infrared light and so that's how that that system works and that you know it's very directional, right? Like you can't point that sight. Although yeah. although you can point it at walls. I don't know if you've ever done that with like uh one of your remote controls. You can you can bounce the signal off a wall. If it has a little bit will. of sheen or yeah, something. and it will come yeah. back. So I've I've done that before. I don't know. I guess we'll see. That won't be required in the future. Just the frequency, the radio frequency that's coming off of that little bit of a signal when you press that button will be enough. The number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I got some numbers uh, here from Gallup. This is a big polling organization. They talk to Americans about what they're expecting for 2023 and yeah, it's not looking so good. People are not optimistic about the future, at least the immediate future. According to the story here, coming off of several challenging years, America's are en- uh, Americans are entering 2023 with a mostly gloomy outlook for the United States as majorities predict negative conditions in 12 out of 13 economic, political, societal, and international arenas. When offered opposing outcomes on each issue, about 8 out of 10 U.S. adults think 2023 will be a year of economic difficulty with higher rather than lower taxes and a growing rather than shrinking budget deficit. More than 6 in 10, and I think they're realistic here, right? Like they know 
people know how difficult things are with inflation out there and they know that even though the government's claiming it's quote unquote slowing down it's like seven something percent now instead of eight percent according to the uh, the official government numbers that's not like gonna make people feel better <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna bring prices down at the grocery store seven percent just means the prices are still going up that's right they're just not going up at eight <laughs> percent you know and and that's just the government number we know they're Jeez. just good <clears throat> I was just—I was just going to say—to fix this all, we just need to get a Republican House Majority Leader elected and let the Republicans <laughs> do their thing, and everything will be fine. Yeah, that's what they want you to Solutions. believe. Solutions. That's how they got people to vote for them was by talking about inflation and oh, well, we care. We're the ones with the solution, even though they help. remember Republicans. What happened in 2020 when Trump was still in office during COVID? Well, oh, yeah. he, to be fair, he was really busy draining the swamp and walking up <laughs> the pedophiles, so he didn't have time. You know, yeah, he didn't time to read that bill. What, what was it? Six billion? No, uh, with no, the two point four trillion. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what he, he like right before he signed the bill. He was like, "Well, it's six billion, right?" And they're like, "No, it's <laughs> trillion with a T." He's like, "Oh, I'd never signed anything with a T before." And so he signed, and it. he just signs yeah. it. <laughs> like, come on, guys. He's just well, doing... he signed two. He signed one for two point seven trillion in March. That's right. And then he signed another one for two point four trillion in December. Well, he he threatened to veto it first, and then and then uh, signed eventually it. capitulated yes. and signed it. So. Yeah, and and don't forget also it was Republicans and Democrats who voted for those bills. I believe it was. If not unanimous, darn close to uh, unanimous. Yeah, the first one, there were only like three dissenters. Yeah. And then the second one, there were like 40 out of, you know, 538. So, yeah, not very good numbers. Yes. Well, the whole Trump supporters are not doing that great either because they obviously didn't do the insurrection right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we talk about the insurrection at some point? We're not there right now. Sure. It's the anniversary. Look. I mean, with, I'm just got the polling numbers here. So, yeah. What do you got to say about it? I mean, it's almost well, yeah, the anniversary. I mean, a lot of I, I make a huge deal out of January 6th and a lot of people like wonder why because uh, they don't really get the joke or whatever. But this is a lot of people forget what was going on. Um, <clears throat> so I actually wrote on Twitter on December 23rd of 2020, I said, let's go set up some guillotines outside the Capitol. And the reason I said <laughs> that was because that was right when they had passed that $2.4 trillion bill and they were just waiting for Trump to sign it or sorry, $2.4 trillion bill. Wait, when was and this that this happened that you, you post made that post right before Christmas Eve on December, 2020. Oh, okay. 20. Um, okay. Got it. Yeah, so I was furious because this was a 5,500-page bill, uh, $2.4 trillion. Most of it was going to the military and foreign countries mm -hmm. and special interest groups, and nobody was raising hell about it. I was just like, come on, guys. Like, what What the heck? You know, this, is, this should be starting a revolution. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was trying to hype stuff up about it. And then two weeks later, all these guys do, like, rush into the Capitol, and they literally set up a guillotine yeah, it was outside the Capitol. non-functioning. I know, but still, like, my thing with it is, like, yes, this was, you know, this was a bit of a, it was it was kind of funny. And it's it street was, theater. It was ridiculous. Street theater. But the, the representatives in Congress were terrified mm. for, like, a solid 20 minutes that, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> and I loved that. Like, yeah. I absolutely loved that they were just terrified and they didn't know if they were going to make it out alive or whatever. 
and then oh the photos um, of them cowering and like putting on those crazy masks i love it it's so good (laughs) and then like on january 7th or 8th or something congress condemned the violence on january 6th it's like you guys are gonna condemn the violence Dude, like were they the condemning violent people yeah i was gonna say were the they world. condemning the uh the cops that shot that woman to death no that of what, course no. not oh, and then okay. like a week after they condemned the violence we uh the the u.s government bombed syria mm. you know so yeah hypocrites right of course yeah my whole thing has been like overblowing january 6th i make all these jokes like january 6th was worse than world war Two. it was worse <laughs> than you know hiroshima whatever just because the media does that in a non-ironic way. Yeah, I was going to say, they literally are saying things like, yeah, the people that that uh, believe January 6th was some sort of significant event. I mean, it, it had some significance, but obviously it wasn't an insurrection. That whole claim is ridiculous. No. Uh, but the yeah. ones that want you to believe that it was, they actually will make comparisons. I don't think I've heard World War II, but you know that just takes it to the next level. But oh, yeah, I, just, I say like... January 6th was worse than an Amy Schumer joke. I take it to ridiculous extremes, yeah. you know. You know what was worse than the insurrection? The raid on uh, Ian's house. Yeah, it was Yeah, it's pretty violent, pretty ridiculous. More guns. More guns were involved, probably. That's so. a fact. More Bearcats, for yeah. sure. Let's go to yeah. uh, Sydney on the line in Pennsylvania. Sydney, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I didn't want to derail that conversation. That was really good, actually. But I wanted to talk about something I think a lot of your audience will have heard about, those murders in idaho yeah by the quote-unquote libertarian the supposed libertarian mass you know mass murderer yeah yeah i didn't hear about the libertarian thing um but i saw in the headlines that uh you know he had this cross-country a lot of people know about this case so i hope Mm -hmm. i don't have to review it too much but he had like a cross-country trip with his father and then along the way he got stopped twice by the police Mm. in i believe it's indiana 10 minutes apart from each other so he got pulled over by a county officer, and then he got pulled over by a state officer. And uh, Fox News was reporting from a law enforcement source that's anonymous that the FBI had requested the local police department in the state and the county to pull him over so that they could, uh, who, know, who knows what they were trying to do, but the mm. source said to try to get a look at the guy's hands. So what? I just want to ask the question, if you're traveling down an interstate highway, can the police pull you over for any reason that whatsoever? Yeah, of course. And then just lie to you about what that reason is. Absolutely. Absolutely, they can't. Not now, morally. Legally, not- uh, you know, uh, it gets into so sort of... The article is claiming that the FBI denies that they made that request. Mm-hmm. But now that I feel like that, that sort of tip came out, because obviously parallel construction is the thing. But now that we have this one case that's going to go to trial... You know, if the FBI, there should be evidence somewhere of this connection between, you know, these law enforcement sources and uh, and their request. That well, yeah, the FBI over. is going to deny it because they're liars. I mean, I'll uh, give you an example from our friend. His name is nobody these days, but he used to be Rich Paul uh, a decade or so ago. And the FBI absolutely targeted rich paul through the local police department and the state police they had the local cops do an investigation on rich uh and they set him up for selling weed they actually let uh he was he sold weed there's no doubt about that but they uh, they captured a heroin dealer locally and they flipped the heroin dealer they told the heroin dealer look we'll drop all your charges for selling heroin if you help us bust this weed dealer which is crazy, right? That like, sounds crazy. Doesn't make any sense, but the but it will make sense because what they wanted to accomplish was they wanted to get 
into the liberty movement. They wanted to have a, an agent. They wanted to have an informant. So politically and, motivated. Yeah. So they arrested Rich after uh, he sold some weed to this uh, to this other informant, the heroin dealer. And as soon as they brought Rich into the police station, FBI agent, special agent Phil Christiana was sitting there waiting for him. And Phil Christiana offered to Rich, said, look, we'll drop your charges. You're facing 80 to 100 years in prison here. How about we just drop your charges if you just agree to wear a wire into the Keene Activist Center? And th- this would have been the equivalent uh, of what goes on out in uh, Manchester and uh, the Seacoast, where there's some of these activist centers that uh, that we have. Keene had one for a time, and they really, really wanted to get an agent in there. And Rich told him no way. And so, you know, then he went to trial and got found guilty and went to jail for uh, for a year because he refused to wear a wire. But in Rich's trial, because remember, Rich did not take a plea deal. So he had to go to trial. And this slime bag agent, Phil Christiana, was called in as a witness. And you had to read between the lines because he didn't actually admit to this. Like the, the wrong questions were asked or whatever. Like there wasn't a clear, crystal clear ask of this question but it seemed clear to me that the fbi put the local cops up to this i mean why else would he have been sitting in the police station waiting for this arrest to be made so yeah they can lie to you uh it's completely legal for them to lie to you but if you lie to the uh the fbi or any other federal agency then they will charge you with a crime for that so in the case that you're talking about where these people uh, allegedly were pulled over at the behest of the FBI, the FBI has no obligation to verify that story. It's an anonymous source, right, first of all, so they're not going to confirm yep. or deny it. But secondly, the police can easily pull you over. All they have to do is just make something up. And, yeah. and right. Well, we, I, hope that, I hope that the lawyer in this case is actually going to bring that up and maybe even bring those people into the trial because I, it seems like they're, I'm not trying to defend this person at all. I don't know. I don't really even know that much about the case, mm-hmm. but it seems like the surveillance that across the lines in a, in a couple of instances, that's one of them. Another one was going to his family's house and going through the family's garbage. So this is before there's an indictment, before there's a warrant search mm-hmm. and going through people's garbage to get their DNA. You don't need that's so legal. Want everybody to be aware of what these, these people do. And if they pull you over and they say, I pulled you over for tailgating, that could be a total lie. Yeah, one of the common ones is uh, they'll pull you over and they'll claim that your uh, your lights out on your license plate holder, right? Like that's that's an easy one for them to claim, and it's a hard one uh, for the individual to check. And I forget if it was uh, one of your friends online, Joe, one of the uh, the channels that's out there, the First Amendment auditors. I don't know if it was um, oh, the guy in Florida who. Uh, he he's got the, like the name of the channel is like what the cops always say. Uh, here's the deal. Oh, here's the I think deal. It I think it might yeah. have been him. Uh, but anyway, one of these online channels they had a video of a dude that actually went. Um, he was pulled over, and the cop claimed that he pulled him over for, or actually I think it was a female cop. The cop claimed that she pulled him over because his plate light was out, and he was almost certain that his plate light was not out, and he was able to during the stop exit his car, verify the fact that his plate light was not out, and called that cop on it. Now, that's a hard thing to do because the cops usually get really antsy if you want to exit your vehicle without them ordering you to. Well, that's the most dangerous thing, having a license plate laid out. That's like (laughs) death penalty. 
Well, the point was he yeah. called this cop's right. lie right. right there in the Absolutely. middle on video of the traffic stop, yep. and all she could do was just bumble around, and she could not like make. She got caught lying, you know, like yeah. that was the end of that. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, most people aren't going to be able to get out of the car to verify it. They're, they have no idea whether it's true or not. And then what do you do about it later on? Are you going to sue in a, them? In a supervisor's eye, too, it's like a they might get like a very, very light slap on the wrist. Right. Yeah, it's not going to be a big deal. I mean, they know they do this all the time. This is this is like part of how they do things. Right. If they think you're suspicious for whatever reason and they want to pull you over, but you haven't actually broken any traffic laws, then they'll just make it up. Sydney, anything else you want to share? No, that's it. I just wanted to bring that up. Thank you so much. Thanks, dude. I, well, I, I had appreciate that, it. I had that same experience uh, in Goffstown. With the traffic uh, uh, stop? Well, here's the thing is that we were we were uh, listening to the radio and we responded to a call that there was some guy going to... Uh, assault or murder someone over drugs, blah blah blah, in Goffstown, and um, this was literally I got pulled over right in front of St. Anselm College, mm-hmm. uh, and when they came up to the window, I was like, "What are you pulling me over for?" He's like, "Well, we have some suspicious activity in the area, and we saw you drive by a couple times." I'm like, "And what's your probable cause?" Yeah, and they knew that they were in the wrong, and they had to let us go. And I filed, wow. I filed a complaint right away, right away. And what did it do? Nothing exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we got more coming up here. Uh, Maybe more commentary on January 6th or whatever you want to share. You're welcome to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Hour number three is on the way. We got time for you at 603-283-6160. Join us here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. apparently are hearing right now other than the music that buzzing sound in the background this is video allegedly of uh, a shooting war going on in Mexico right now I saw some of the uh, the articles, the headlines earlier tonight, uh, but Joe, you just pulled up this crazy video of like tracer bullets in the night sky uh, over well, some high capacity glowing. <laughs> yeah, of uh, of some kind of you know actual shooting going on in Mexico, and it's not just that they're allegedly shooting at airplanes. Uh, apparently, what happened was the son of El Chapo, who you know you may remember from a few years ago, he was uh, El Chapo was sort of one of the more note, uh, noteworthy or notorious drug lords down in uh, in Mexico. He was arrested by, I believe, the United States. Yeah, after being doxxed by Sean Penn, and uh, <laughs> and now apparently his son has been arrested, and it's 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 turned into some sort of all out. An actual drug war is actually happening. By the way, uh, with you here tonight, it's Ian. Joa. And Reed Coverdale. Reed, have you been uh, seeing any of this news about this crazy stuff happening in uh, in Mexico? I was just seeing it like a few seconds before we went live again. So, yeah, I haven't been able to dig into it yet. I just saw what you guys were talking about. Yeah, apparently it's the uh, Mexican military and police, uh, federal police forces versus the drug cartels in an actual armed conflict. I mean, you hear a lot about the quote-unquote war on drugs, but it's usually just the government using its violence to suppress 
drugs, which are an inanimate object, and the people that are trying to move them from one place to another. It is rare that the drugs or those that actually uh, sell those drugs will actually fight back in this war. Yeah, Very I'm, rare. I'm curious what El Chapo's son is being arrested for. Like, I would assume it would be something like murder versus the drug dealing. Uh, and now it's, uh, it's, it's getting out of hand. Actually, the clip that you were playing was the Mexican military firing, firing at residentials, residential really? where they suspected cartels. That was from a helicopter. Yeah. It looked to me like the uh, shots were coming from the ground. No, uh, or I'm showing you the clip right now. That's clearly coming from the sky from oh, the helicopter, yeah, okay. but, um, the Mexican cartel, uh, is firing at not just military planes trying to leave uh, the airport, but also passenger flights, uh, allegedly. Uh, you just saw a bunch of people in the airplane ducking and hiding underneath wow. their seats. But what's even crazier is that the cartel is in desperate need of medical, uh, so they are kidnapping nurses mm-hmm. and doctors from the local hospital to go help. Wow. Yeah, It's just unbelievable. A lot, there's a lot of crazy clips right now at Libertarian Party Mises Caucus on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm seeing it. Yeah, apparently they're getting uh, video from the cartels and publishing some of this. Uh, cartel members firing a Barrette M- M82A1 anti-material rifle at a Mexican Air Force planes leaving the runway. Uh, there's another video of the Mexican army being ambushed in another place in Mexico. So this is pretty uh, pretty wild, and I guess this just exploded within the last... 24 hours so it's definitely a developing story and of course you know the takeaway here is none of this would be happening if drugs were legal right right Right. i mean this is one of the oldest libertarian positions and it's one of the most valid one of the most absolutely you know right on positions that the libertarians have had and continue to have and sadly are the only people that have Mm -hmm. and in no amount of bloodshed in the streets is going to convince people to legalize drugs, unfortunately, even though that's the obvious solution here. I thought Joe Biden was a champion for legalizing drugs. That's what all the Democrats tell me. <laughs> At no point. I, <laughs> where did that even come from? Like this- because he signed that executive order that makes it so you can go to Canada again if you got caught for like menial possession like 20 years ago. So, you know, that's basically legalizing drugs. <laughs> yeah right i guess he he did uh pardon people for marijuana possession of a federal level right so like right. that did happen Which, within like, the last year almost none of those people were in jail anymore it that's was true most, i mean that's why i was saying you can go to canada now that yeah. was basically the biggest penalty that still existed for you you couldn't go to true. canada and now you can but why would you want to go to canada over the i wouldn't want to get anyway. the covid shot to get there yeah right yeah it's gotten a lot worse they're just trying to uh, kill these people <laughs> Uh, you know, if you want to comment on this situation down there in Mexico, you're certainly welcome to do uh, to do that. But it's the war on drugs that has put us in this position. It's the war on drugs that has resulted in the uh, the shots being fired at, at various different people, people being cr- caught in the crossfire here. It's not uh, the drugs fault. Drugs are just something that Inanimate. people are going to do. Yeah. You know, they're going to pay whatever price they need to to make sure they can get their drugs. And that's why these cartels are so powerful, because they're willing to take the risk of going up against the Mexican army or the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration or whatever other opposition, the police, the, sh- the sheriffs and all them, they're willing to risk that you know possible time in prison for selling this, this product that people want to buy, that people want to buy voluntarily. Not that I support the cartels, but I think they're going to win. 
And the reason why mm-hmm. is because I don't think the Mexican government wants to deal with a bunch of casualties over one person. They would rather, re- I think they would rather, this is just ethically speaking, would you rather uh, try to harbor this one guy that's really bad, allegedly, supposedly, mm-hmm. and allow a bunch of innocent people, military, and, and you know, just citizens of Mexico to start dying over one person? No, get they should release him immediately before this becomes a massive tragic event, and it, I think it may already, may already be massively. Yeah, tragic. how many people have died already right. in this? I'm going to guess right? hundreds already. I mean, that, was it worth it? No, this no, one guy, not at all. I mean, is it going to stop? Is it going to stop the flow of drugs anywhere no, to take this guy down? Not at all. And the reason why is because there's he's got a lieutenant. Right. Like yeah. there's, he's got a right hand man and you can take that guy down and he's got a right hand man. And like there's always going to be somebody who's willing to fill the shoes of the drug kingpin. And if anything, it can, can make it stronger It make it stronger and stronger and stronger. There's video here of a prison break. So, I mean, you want to talk about ballsy. Yeah. These guys, the, the cartel apparently is outside of a jail in Kukulku. Uh, I don't know how Kulikan a Kulikan jail. Uh, and I presume that is where El Chapo's son is being held. So now you literally have an assault on an actual prison to try to break somebody out of prison. I mean, this is like this is one of the libertarian fantasy stories, right? To actually <laughs> to have uh, an armed force go. Person. Well, I mean, I don't know if this guy's innocent. Well, I'm just he, saying he's, he's probably a bad guy, but you know, the government's bad guys too. So it's like, I don't feel bad about these things happening. You know, you work for the government, you're working for a force of evil. And now another evil force is turning on you because they were fine if you just left them do, you know, let them do their drug dealing and everything and they leave you alone for the most part. But now you go and you capture the the drug dealer's son and now they're pissed. It seems like it's a full on sort of uh, roundup because they are doing house to house raids right now. On alleged drug uh, kingpin type I guess in the whole area. I mean, Mm -hmm. here's some footage for you. And they're just going house to house, fully armed, not really well uniformed up. Mm -hmm. And how do you even know who those people are? You really don't. Right. Perfect opportunity for a home invasion. Uh, If you want to comment here, the number is 603-283-6160. It's the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Their Twitter handle is LP Mises Caucus. They're the ones that have a thread going on right now. There's posts within the last 20 minutes here of uh, fresh, just insane violence, explosions, uh, drone footage, vehicles being set on fire, supply lines ambushed, just absolutely crazy stuff. So as this uh, continues to develop, if you are watching it closely and you want to clue us in on what's going on, I know there's a lot of uh, expatriates down there in Mexico you know, are you seeing this actually happen where you are? And uh, do you want to comment? Feel free to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Meanwhile, we were talking about January 6th, which you know, looks nothing like what we're seeing happening yeah. in Mexico right now, where there's an actual assault on a prison, uh, amongst other things. But, Reed, uh, you were talking about... You know, the ridiculousness of people acting like that uh, January 6th was in any way, shape, or form an insurrection or that any violence happened outside of the uh, the police themselves shooting an innocent woman to death. Uh, other comments, you're welcome. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just healthy for people to remember that Alec Baldwin killed more people than the January 6th protesters did. <laughs> and so. he's not in prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that gun just went off. I mean... That's true. It's because he pulled the trigger is why it went off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's like he doesn't think we know how a single action revolver works. You, you kind of have to have the hammer pulled back and pull the trigger to make mm-hmm. it go, just go off. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's also funny. I, I'm, I'm excited because January 6th, the entire day, I just blow it way out of proportion to, you know, downplay it um, against the, the, the media's best wishes. I remember last year, um, Kamala Harris said like September. Yeah. She said, uh, so December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001 and January 6th, 2021 oh are all days that will live in infamy. But when you were pulling up those videos of what's going on down in Mexico, I almost said, wow, it's almost as bad as January 6th. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and by the way, he, uh, El Chapo's son is being arrested because of an order from the United States. Oh, surprise, uh, surprise. For drug smuggling. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Mexico could have just simply ignored that, right? They could have said, you know, uh, this is probably not going to be in our best interests. This guy, you know, he's got his issues, but we know this is a, this is a pow- literally a powder keg. And now yeah. look. Yeah. Didn't Trump just say recently he was going to declare war on the cartels? If he's president. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's been a tough no. talker on uh, drug enforcement the whole time. He's been no by no means has he been kind to even you know even marijuana decrim or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, the the Republicans. This should have been the easiest easiest silver platter for them in history. Like everybody hates COVID mandates. Everyone mm-hmm. just wants to be left alone. And instead, they're like, we're, we are going to execute, we're going to fast track, um, uh, what's the, uh, fast track trials for uh, drug dealers and we're going to execute them. That's what we stand for as Republicans. <laughs> like, wow, nice. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, will they ever learn? I why, don't think they will. Why I, they get kickbacks from Big Pharma. This, right? Yep. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to learn because like it doesn't matter if half of Mexico gets set on fire or even if this spills into uh to the United States as well. They'll just they'll just use this as the excuse to say, "See, this is why the DEA needs 10 times the budget than what they currently have. We got to we've got a cartel members, they're attacking us. Uh clearly we need more money to be funneled into this war on drugs so we can fight it and finally win the war on drugs after 50, <laughs> 60, 70, 80, 90 years or however the hell long it was I guess it's officially started in the 70s but uh cannabis was prohibited in the in the 30s of course so hey, the- whatever the US government's smoking I want some yeah, I don't know about that. Now. I know you're right. <laughs> I want to turn into one of these people. No, for real. I'm but, just joking. You know, it's not going to matter. I mean, there's so, incredible destruction going on in uh, in Mexico right now over this insane war on drugs, and people are just going to dig further into their positions. I, I, I mean, I I wish I was more optimistic about. It. I wish I could believe that seeing this happening, people would say, you know what, we need to end the war on drugs take the drugs out of the hands of the cartels and put them in the hands of people who want to actually provide 
a product or service peacefully to their neighbors because that's who would be selling yeah. meth that's who would be selling cocaine that's who would be selling you know all these things you could go down to walgreens and you could buy a bottle of meth or whatever right off the shelf that's the way it ought to be that would solve this entire problem you could defund the cartels by legalizing drugs instantly it would literally be overnight they would then if you legalize drugs completely they would have the only other things they could do as a cartel would be traffic in anything else that's prohibited so if they couldn't traffic in drugs then they might traffic in guns and of course if you have guns that are legal as well then they can't traffic in guns so then they could maybe traffic in prostitution or gambling or something like that but the more things that are you know victimless so-called crimes that we can end the prohibition of the fewer things the gangs can control it's right. just that simple I mean, yeah, you, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm talking to you know talking to the choir here. But if you think that this war on drugs can somehow be won, that all you need to do is spend a few more trillion dollars, because I'm pretty sure we're into the trillion territory since the 1970s inside the United States. And despite all of that money being spent, despite the millions of people in the United States that have been put behind bars and continue to be put behind bars for possession and or selling of drugs. Drugs are just as available as they've ever been. They're not going to go away. And, and I mean, why it is that Republicans or Democrats have not realized this and made a change on this. Like even some of the cops have come around. You know, you've got law enforcement against prohibition that yep. renamed themselves. By the way, they're now, I believe, law enforcement action partnership because they um, they're no longer just against prohibition, but they're also against like police militarization and things like that. So kudos to those guys. So you got some actual cops who've come out. We've heard of retired DEA agents who've come out and said, told the truth. Like, there was a guy that got uh, prosecuted, a DEA agent recently we discussed on the show within the last few months. He got prosecuted for some corruption. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And then uh, before he checked into prison, he did like an exclusive interview where he just laid it all out there. And he said... Yeah, we all know this is BS. We Everybody in the DEA knows that the drugs, you, you can never stop it. We know that this is pointless, but we do it anyway because, well, it's how we get paid. And one of my favorite uh, former law enforcements uh, from uh, Never Get Busted. Barry Cooper. Barry Cooper. Uh, he just started up his, um, his vlog. He's doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah it's great. I love listening to him. He's uh, a straight shooter on all this, and you know he's been calling them all out. And uh, he probably feels safe about where he's doing it, Philippines. So, is he in the Philippines now? Yes, he's been in the Philippines for like five years. Really? Because the last I heard, he was in Puerto Vallarta, so he left uh, left there. Well, I guess he to... went to visit, but yeah, he was. He's been in Philippines. His uh, his wife is from there, and uh, his new wife. Okay. Yeah, and it's not hard to live there because um, it's uh, everyone's well, a psychopath everyone's speaking running English that country here. too. I mean, oh uh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? We talked about him during the 2020 or no, the 2016 election. Duterte, the president there, they call him the the Trump of the Philippines. <sighs> Do you know anything about this guy? No, I don't. Have you ever heard about Duterte, Reed? I haven't. I heard this, there was a lot of like assassinations on mayors and so, that sort. He too. was a mayor previously, yeah. and he's like a, a total psychopath who has actually, allegedly, according to one of his uh, men from back in the day, He's allegedly done actual ex- executions himself, like shot shot people to death. Like wow. he is a lunatic. 
Nice. So, uh, you know, like he 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 did some when he got elected down there. He was even more like hardcore as far as what he would be willing to say than even Trump was. Like you know, you had the whole grabber by the you know thing that happened with Trump. Yeah, like yeah. this guy is is even more offensive uh, than that. And the people down there loved him. They they elected him with no problem. That's wild. He's, cra- he's maybe, crazy. Maybe they elect him in fear, like everyone else yeah. does here. Yeah, <laughs> very well possible. So I mean, I wouldn't say the Philippines is like a good place or a fun or a free place to live necessarily I, i'm sure like most places if you're a wealthy gringo uh you know you you can be left alone if you live in your you know your gated community and or, or pay off the cops barry cooper likes to call his million peso uh house is that right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i i heard like one of the biggest commodities were black market commodities out in the philippines is a, a block of steel because why you, because you can't import guns, so a block of steel could be mm. made into a gun. So it's highly sought after. Wow. Yeah. Let's go to the phones here. We got Sarah on the line in New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I'm... Yeah, hold up. Let me... Yeah, speakerphone. Oh, I'm running up. So, um... Anyways, uh, did I bring up that there's an attempt to pay our state legislatures full-time salary here oh god no you haven't brought that up but it doesn't surprise me they're trying to increase the salary of the legislators in new hampshire by the way new mexico there's not a lot of there's not a lot to like about new mexico but one thing that they do in new mexico that is good is it is a part-time legislature if i recall correctly they don't meet full-time do they sarah well they meet one year one uh, 30 days one year and then two months the year afterwards and definitely this is the time, I mean, the session was uh, working pretty well like 100 years ago when New Mexico first became a state, what, 1919 or something, because there was nothing really to govern, and everybody just um, owned their own ranch, and if somebody, everybody made their own rules, and that they come and stole their cows, just shot them or hung them or whatever they did back then. Okay. So, but these one-month and two-month sessions don't cut it anymore, because uh, the See, this is what I don't understand, Sarah. I mean, New Mexico is known as being an incredibly corrupt, incredibly big government kind of place. And so the I guess it's proof because in New in New Hampshire, it's a part-time legislature as well. Now they meet roughly four or five months out of the year, I think, typically, depending. It's mostly mm-hmm. like in the first three months of the year is when most of the, the hearings and that sort of thing happen. But it just goes to show that even though we libertarian types might like the idea of a part-time legislature, it's not enough for them to just be part-time because even though New Mexico is a part-time legislature, they've got a huge government, a huge welfare state. There's all kinds of government programs that they pass. So even though they they only meet two months or whatever per year, they do a lot of damage in just that two months' time. So clearly, that's not the only factor. It has to do with the culture. It has to do with the fact that New Hampshire has that freedom-minded culture, has that small government-minded culture, and you guys don't. Well, well, the thing about it is that you're right. I mean, New Mexico has always been the the poorest, the dumbest, the stupidest, and the clumsiest, um, and the bottom of the list, and Mm -hmm. the the thing about it is that it's never enough time to do... to do any proper legislature, they just do oh God, a I can't imagine how much time. worse it would be if they actually were right. there for more time. Is that what the proposal is? Does not only pay them more, but to actually allow them to meet for more time? Well, I, I'm not 
I did not know that part of it. They want to make it at least $50,000 a year if they could pay a house mortgage, a car payment, but with a livable salary. So somebody that's serious like yourself, somebody with a degree that would take these jobs and raise a family because uh, uh, they just uh, – all they get is retirees or people that are really wealthy that, that could afford to do all this. And that's, that's not representing the whole population. Well, so, I, oh. I believe – and I've said this before, and I've still, I'm going to continue to say it, I've said it for years, is that – if you're going to work for the public, uh, for the public, you should not get paid. You should be doing it at the kindness of your heart because you actually feel true to about what you're doing, and that'll that is the motivator into making this world a better place. Your motivator should not be because I want a salary. Mm-hmm. That's just going to create career politicians corruption. Continue yep. their their job. Yeah, and you've already got enough of a problem uh, with these hundred dollar a year legislators. I mean. It is a more citizen legislature here in New Hampshire, and I think that that's ultimately a good thing. You raise those rates, and you'll start getting more professional liars, more lawyers, more politician types in there, whereas there's a lot of people that just come in, they do two years, and then they go back to work. And that's a much more of a service-oriented position. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. we got more coming up. You can join us on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Joa. And joining us remotely. Reed Coverdale. Reed is here as well. Don't forget, you can check both of these guys out. They have their own uh, channels out there. Joa is breaking the flaw on both Odyssey and YouTube. Reed is Naturalist Capitalist on also both Odyssey and YouTube. So make sure you go and check those guys out. You can find our channel, which is Free Talk Live, over at video.freetalklive.com. That'll take you right to our Odyssey channel, and then you can use that search bar to search for Breaking the Flaw and for Naturalist Capitalist. Get more of these guys when you get a chance. You'll Uh, enjoy my channel. There's a lot of good stuff on Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, so let's see. We were talking about the January 6th thing. Uh, Reed, did you feel like you got your thoughts out on that, or was there more you wanted to say about the uh, the anniversary coming up tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, just do everything you can to belittle the uh, media's commemoration of the date. Because, I mean, if anything should be remembered about January 6th, it really should just be that your politicians can still be afraid of you sometimes. I mean, Justin O'Donnell did a great rant. It's on the um, Free State Live YouTube channel. He did a a rant at Porkfest about uh, the right to revolution that is written into the New Hampshire Constitution and how January 6th was the only day that he's seen in his entire life where the government was reminded that (laughs) <laughs> they do fear us still if uh you know things get bad enough so the spirit of january 6th of like terrifying your legislature your legislators if they're stealing from you and ruining your life uh, i think that's a great sentiment to have but the thing was a joke so don't let people uh gaslight you into thinking it was a terrorist attack or yeah they, uh, i, I like where you're pointing where you're coming from on that because as uh as an advocate of peace i don't think that violence is the solution and the people at january 6th were not violent they just went on an unauthorized tour 
of yep. a building that was ostensibly their quote-unquote building, right? We keep getting told right. as we're growing up in this country, we're told that, oh, well, you are the government and we're all part of this and, you know, all this mythology that is total BS, of course. And then, yeah. you know, when they decide they want to go off the beaten path from the, the tour guide at the Capitol building and go and see their own version of, uh, you know, the tour, then it's called this dramatic thing and it's an insurrection and this and that. It's like they didn't threaten anybody. They didn't hold a gun to somebody's head. There weren't any, I don't think any of them even, you know, there was never even an allegation that the, the crowd it was armed in any significant manner. Not right? that I know. Unless you count the podium as, uh, as an arm. Well, that <laughs> Buffalo guy, he had horns, man. He could charge somebody or something. So. He looks scary. He does. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. And the fact is those politicians were deathly afraid of just people. Yep. They weren't doing anything of violence. They were the one who were being – violence was being used against them. There was a guy that sh- – this uh, cop shot this woman to death uh, in a hallway over there in a, st- a stairwell or something. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. That just just goes to show how cowardly these politicians truly are. When they were not under any sort of threat whatsoever – they were cow- literally cowering and hiding, and that is it. That is who they truly are. Those people. Yeah. Good. God forbid you ever see uh, them on the front lines of the wars that they're starting. No, that's why they send yeah, chil- okay. children, right? Like they, they send people's kids uh, to go and die for them. Yeah. Because they are cowards. But they will condemn the violence on January sixth. Mm-hmm. That you know didn't happen aside from what they committed. But bomb Syria two weeks later. So uh, let's go back to a few more of these uh, Gallup poll numbers here. We've got uh, the the people in the United States are not looking. They don't have rose-colored glasses on about the the immediate future, at least. Eight out of ten U.S. adults, according to Gallup, think 2023 is going to be a year of economic difficulty with higher rather than lower taxes and a growing rather than shrinking budget deficit. So Americans <laughs> think, eight out of ten Americans think the government's going to spend more money than it brings in. Which is completely believable. Like these people are making a sane uh, decision here. Like and forever, the government never existed. Right. More than six out of ten think prices will rise at a high rate. Because remember, uh, the the money that they were spending. We were talking earlier tonight about the 2020 Trump uh, signed government giveaway bills of over two trillion dollars. Remember that we were just you know getting into that. And it takes time for that money to kind of get filtered into the economy it goes to like the politically connected corporations defense contractors right, it goes to the military industrial complex and eventually they buy things with it and eventually that kind of trickles down and it increases the prices but it doesn't happen overnight so and i don't know how long it takes you know it may be that we're now experiencing the inflation the real kind of strength of it from what happened back in 2020. Well, there's going to be a point where no one's going to be able to catch up to it, even those that are, you know, like upper middle class. They're going to be constantly fighting to to try to make do. And you, you know, mean they're going to lose their quality of life. They're going to lose yeah, the uh, the yeah. buying power of their dollar and their ne- the 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 raises to whatever kind of um, increase in pay that they might receive is not going to ke- uh, catch up. Well, yeah, when- but Ian, that's the silver lining of inflation is higher wages. Didn't you read that headline? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, everybody's making $15 an hour now. Of course, it doesn't yeah. buy what $10 an hour used to right, buy. Right. 
Well, well, I guess what I was saying is like, you know, the upper middle class is really the breaking point for all this, because once they realize, okay, I can't pay for my my life insurance, my health Mm -hmm. insurance, all the insurances. And they can't there. They were like, all right, we were setting goals for savings so I can send my kids to college when they can't reach these goals. And like, yes, they'll still put food on the table. But when they reach these sort of financial goals that they were setting for all these years and they get that breaking point. Then they're going to get really concerned, and that's when things are going to really happen. Uh, where, who knows what's what? What ultimately is going to happen to their homes? And oh, it's going to be it's going to be a wild times. Well, home prices may be coming down soon. That's a very very realistic possibility. Mm-hmm. So that'd be wow. a good buying opportunity for somebody that's that's ready for that. But uh, you think don't, it's going to be? Now. As dramatic as 2008, the housing crisis, or oh, man, I have no idea. Like, see, I'm not like that was a targeted, like, sort of uh, movement. Like, that's where the like it was a, the breakdown is because they were fu- funneling the money for specifically for housing. So now sure. it's like a broad spectrum of mm. of it's just you know, a bailout. market crash <laughs> across the board, right. larger Major recession. Rates, everyone. Bought yeah. more way than they should have. Yeah. yeah, I know the banks back then were just issuing loans to anyone that could fog a mirror, and I don't think they've gone completely back to that policy since that time. But I, I you know, I'm not a bank loan guy, so I can't really say. Uh, that's an excellent question, Reed. And if there's anybody out there that really knows how to look at the financials of a situation, I'd I'd love to hear about it. The numbers six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Uh, they say here over half of Americans are predicting unemployment will increase in 2023, which seems seems almost impossible. I mean, every time I look around, I was in Concord today. I was uh, had a meeting with my attorney, and we like to go out to grab lunch when we're whenever we're in Concord at the the Red Arrow, which is a really cool like 24 hour diner. And every time I'm there, I always you know we're looking outside out out the window, and every place that has a marquee says now hiring. Every yeah. single place. And it's been like that for over a year. So they haven't been able to hire, apparently, whoever it is that they're looking to hire. Like the Red Arrow's hiring all positions. I feel like this is like a chokeout point for small business and mom and pop business. And it's going to just completely eradicate that. And it's just going to be corporate. It's all going to be corporate business. It's going to be easier for them to survive. That's what happened under the COVID yeah, restriction. Exactly. Uh, let's see what else here. The uh, domestic front. 90% of Americans say 2023 will be a year of political conflict in the U.S. Well, that's like, yeah, that's a guarantee. 72% think the crime rate will rise, which is true. If prices are going up, people are going to be more desperate. And the reality is, even people who are not of a criminal mentality are more likely to engage in stealing and things like that. If they feel like they're desperate, if they feel like they can, you know, they're not yeah. making ends meet. I, I see the cops uh, over in Market Basket in Manchester all the time now because really? people steal. Shoplifting? Yeah. And they're, it's ridiculous. I was even accused once. I thought I was going to get arrested. Wow. Because the cash, the, you know, they're willing to hire anybody, right? And mm-hmm. they hired someone that barely spoke English and she didn't explain to me well that you know, this is not a produce line. We can't weigh the food, which I found out later. Huh. And I had I had a pepper and an onion that I didn't pay for, but she bagged it and put it into my bag, right? And they called the cops on you. And, well, the cops were right there. I'm like, I'm not going to purposely steal in front of cops. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought I paid for it and everything. I'm like, we're all good, right? Wow. And she's like, Yep, you're all set, or something to that degree. I couldn't understand her. Mm. A little bit of a numbskull. I even said to the manager when they came out, 
I'm outside. I'm eating my sushi. Like, I'm, uh, it's not like I didn't buy. You anything. didn't make a run for it, huh? No, I, I, no. I was, I was standing out there because I'm like, I might have gotten some footage, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just hanging out there to see if anything was going to happen. And before I could really put a piece of sushi in my mouth, they're running toward me, and I'm like, what, what? Like, what, what I do? And they're like, let me check your receipt. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't do anything. This is cops or the management of the, the store. The manager and a mm-hmm. cop that was mm-hmm. there. Um, and yeah, it's just ridiculous. So like, what happened? Well, they took my pepper and onion back <laughs> and they're like, do you want to pay for that? I'm like, no, I'm not waiting in the line and this is just ridiculous. So I don't know if I even want to shop here anymore. Wow. And, uh, I do go back there, but, but they didn't arrest you. They didn't arrest right, me. That's good. I was just like, just baloney. Anyways. 64% of Americans believe the U.S. power in the world will decline, which would be a good thing. Great. Uh, yeah. 73% think China's power will increase. However, 64% of Americans expect Russia's power in the world will decrease in 2023, likely a reflection of that country's recent setbacks in the war against Ukraine. Or at least that's what the mainstream media keeps saying. I don't know. Do you buy that, Reed? Do you buy the uh, the claim that... Russia's having all this trouble in Ukraine, and they're getting defeated left and right. Well, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. Um, I don't think that the media is accurately reporting on what Russia's goals are. I mean, they're they're still reporting as though Russia's goal is to take over all of Ukraine. Never I was. Don't think that's ever been the goal. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that they're having an easy time, but I don't think they're just getting absolutely smashed. And on top of that, even if they are, you know, getting hammered, it's because we've given Ukraine over a hundred billion dollars in aid. Yep. So, like, my uh, I was telling my brother, I was like, if it's true that Ukraine is just completely demolishing Russia, why did we just give them forty-five billion more dollars? If they're demolishing Russia, then they should be completely fine on their own, but they're begging for more money and more weapons all the time. So I don't think that that narrative is completely accurate myself. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of that money just rolling into the po- pockets of Zelensky sure, yeah. and, and all of his connected buddies or whatever. Who knows how much of it actually ends up in the form of missiles or tanks or whatever it is that they're supposedly buying with it. David is yeah. in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Breaking the flaw. Breaking the flaw. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask Joe a question, but but you reminded me of a story, which is worth telling because it's educational. Uh, Joe, your shoplifting accusation. Um, I, I was in a similar store, and I was in a Walgreens. This was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And the uh, manager comes up to me, and he says, can I have my bottle back? And what I had done is I'd walked into the store, and I put my backpack uh, in the cart because I did not want my backpack ripped, out, ripped off out of my vehicle because that's where the valuables are is in the backpack. So I brought it in the store, put it in the cart, and I went into the liquor section of a Walgreens, and I put a couple bottles in my cart, and then uh, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't think I can take these bottles out of the liquor section without paying for them. So I put them back and went over to the regular section and got my items. Uh, is that, hold on, is that a thing in New Mexico where wow. you can't leave the liquor section of the store without buying the liquor? No, no, it's probably a Walgreens thing. They want you to pay at their register in the liquor section before you take the bottles out of the liquor section. Oh, okay. I put put them back, and I'm in the regular section getting my things, and the manager comes over to me from the, the, well, I guess he's a general manager. He says, can I have my bottles back? He's accusing me of stealing, right? And and so I go, I don't have your bottles. And he goes, yes, 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 you do. And I said, said, uh, call the cop. And, And so he goes in the back room, 
and I wait about 10 minutes, and he comes back out, and I said, you called the cops, right? And he wouldn't answer me. And mm. I said, I don't think you called the cops. So I called the cops. I called the, the, the dispatch, and I said, you know, you got to get over here because uh, these, this guy's accusing me of shoplifting. So the cop shows up about 20 minutes later, and I say to him, you need to go through my bag and my person and make sure that I don't have this bottle as described like, and the manager's standing right there, and I said, um, that's the description of the bottle you're looking for, right? And, and he said, yeah. And so the cop uh, does what I instruct him to do, looks through my, ba- my bag, and he doesn't check my person because there's nowhere for a half-gallon of right. liquor bottle to be on, on my person. And he says, uh, nope, uh, nothing here. <laughs> and so the, and I, did, I do this. I, I also refused to move uh, out of the view of where I knew there were security cameras, and I did all of my business in this tone of voice so that every customer in the store <laughs> know that the manager falsely accused me of shoplifting, and they were all, like, high-fiving me. And even the, wow. cop, was, like, the cop was basically high-fiving me also, uh, although he couldn't do it uh, within a literal high-five. He mm. had to just uh, use some body language to let me know that, uh, hey, well done, son. And uh, oh. anyway. Well done, David. Yeah, the manager left me alone after that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't stop eating sushi too when the cop and the manager came over to me, <laughs> and I have like a mouthful, and I'm talking to him. And then people were asking me afterwards, like, "What, what was going on?" I'm like, "They're accusing me of stealing," and it, it's like, yeah. "Good luck in there," you know. <laughs> right. David, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, the number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Uh, let's see, what other news do you need to know about? Oh, here's an update for you. Over the weekend, there was the news that, and we, we reported on this, that the Attorney General in the U.S. Virgin Islands had brought a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase. Did you guys hear about that I story? I did. I did. I did not. Yeah, so it was getting all this play, like, oh, they're finally going after someone related to Jeffrey Epstein. The claim was that J.P. Morgan Chase sort of looked the other way yeah. While Jeffrey Epstein was you know, laundering money or taking payments for sex with teenage girls or whatever it was that he was allegedly doing with this particular bank account. And so the uh, the top prosecutor, the attorney general there, Denise George, had brought an indictment or some sort of maybe it was a civil case. Looks like it was a OK, it was a civil case, 30 page lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase saying that they turned a blind eye to evidence of human trafficking over more than a decade because of Epstein's own financial footprint and because of the deals and clients that Epstein brought and promised to bring to the bank. So after filing this lawsuit, guess what happened to the attorney general? She Out got fired. Disappeared. Yeah, no, well, she probably still is oh. alive, but uh, she she no longer has I her I thought job. she might have uh, hanged herself with her paper sheets while her camera's <laughs> shut off. Not, you know, not yet, at least. No. Well, guess who else was down in the U.S. Virgin Islands while all this was happening? Who? Joe who? Biden. Oh. Coincidence? I mean... That's a weird coincidence. Yeah, he was on vacation. Yeah. Remember, Reed, we talked about how Joe Biden signed the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill? Indeed. They flew that down to him on vacation. 
They actually brought the uh, the physical bill down for him to sign. Oh, like five thousand pages. Yeah. What? Well, I'm sure. I, th- I don't think he actually has to sign off. You know, five thousand. Yeah, right? yeah. Like they just give him a little a binder or whatever, and he signs the. What was he afraid thing. of? An insurrection or something? Yeah. Even if we had that stipulation that you had to sign every page of the bill, that would even <laughs> slow would slow down, it down. You know, like the if we had to actually print the money. Because we don't really print all this money. It's just That's true. Digital. That would slow it down. If too. we actually had to physically print it off, like however many trillion it's been over the last, you know, three years, I don't think we would have even been physically able to do that in this amount of time. It'd be quite so. the photo op to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim Babka from uh, DownsizedDC.org for decades, like two decades now, has been trying to promote this bill that would require Congress to actually read out loud oh, yeah. uh, the legislation before they can vote on it. And I mean, it's a great proposal, but none of these Congress people are ever going to propose that. I mean, how long does it take you know? to read a million words? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. Well, to put it in perspective, the Bible's about twelve hundred pages long. So these bills that are like five thousand pages, it's like four Bibles. Yeah, I, how long that would take? I have no idea. And they wouldn't be able to get away. They, they wouldn't be able to accomplish it. They'd all fall asleep yeah. at some point. It would be just so mind numbing. They to already to fall asleep. You yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they fired this lady, according to the story at lawandcrime.com. Days after her filing the lawsuit on New Year's Eve, Ms. George was removed from her post. Local news outlets in the Virgin Islands reported the attorney general had not informed the territory's governor about her impending enforcement action. Why would she have to? It's her job. Does the attorney general go in New Hampshire uh, to the governor before the attorney general brings a lawsuit against somebody? I mean, when does that happen? You hire this person to where they can just act and do their crap job, which, you know, I'm not a a fan of attorneys general in uh, overall, (laughs) right? Like they, they are the people that bring war on drugs charges and all kinds of other victimless crime charges against people. So, I mean, by no means do I think this person is a good person. They're probably just trying to make some sort of political points by doing this. She was just doing her job. Well, I, the idea that she would need to go and talk to the governor first just doesn't make any sense. But that was what they were saying, uh, that she didn't get permission first. And uh, so he fired her over it. Quote, I received a relieved Denise George of her duties as attorney general this weekend. He wrote in a statement saying further, I thank her for her service to the people of the territory during the past four years as attorney general and wish her the best. In future endeavors, the governor's spokesman declined to elaborate, saying, quote, I'm not at liberty to discuss details on personnel matters. So the fix is in on that one. Now, what the question is, what's going to happen to the lawsuit, right? Because she filed the suit. It's still in play. Technically, it would just be whoever it is that is her uh, follow up, the her replacement. In theory, they would then take that suit and either continue it or they would withdraw it from uh, from the court system. What do you think's more likely in this mm. situation here? Hmm. Nothing's going to happen. Things that make yeah. you go, hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea that there's ever going to be any real, quote-unquote, justice in the Epstein case, I mean, is pure fantasy. Well, yeah, every time they've gotten close, they just reach a settlement instead of, you know, some mm-hmm. sort of punishment taking place. Well, supposedly yeah. one of Epstein's victims came out recently with a list of client of elite clientele really? that she was going to expose. Yeah, 
Like it's who, still. Do you know who question. was? I I thought this would have been covered, but did she actually name names or just say she hasn't yet. going to? She's going to. She has a list. Okay. Well, do you know if it's one of the Farmer sisters or Virginia Gouffray or? I'm not sure. No. Yeah. Hmm. I've been out of the loop on that for a little while, but. Yeah, that'll be interesting if it actually goes somewhere. Of course, she's probably putting a target on her back by doing something like this. And of course, they're going to. It's just going to be her word, you know. Is she going to yeah. have? Is she going to have evidence? Like at least with the Epstein uh, Lolita Express plane, they have an actual flight log, right? Where you can say, "Oh, yeah, Bill Clinton was on this flight on this day, or whatever." But you know, she's just going to say things, and that's it'll get <laughs> the, some. The thing that's amazing about this whole situation is once one of the dominoes falls it's going to be um it's just going to be cascading all over the place everyone's going to be incriminated because each other yeah point fingers so there's (laughs) there's a lot of resistance to that first domino going down because they realize hey if you go down i'm going down and we're all going down together because you know it's all going to get exposed but it is the house of cards that you know should have already been toppled yeah yeah, I can't say I'm optimistic that anything's going to come of this. Like, even if this girl releases a big long list of people, it's going to be just her word, and that's not going to yeah. be enough to. I mean, there's going to be some people that'll get, oh no, my favorite celebrity was indicted by this woman, but that's not going to be enough to kill their careers. Or, I mean, look what's happened with, um, was it Kevin Spacey? Right? Like, I mean, oh, he's yeah, been yeah. accused of all kinds of stuff, and I bet you he's still going to get uh, acting gigs in Hollywood. Yeah. Right? Oh, sure. I won't be watching them. Uh, his movies? Yeah. I'd actually never really liked anything he was in. I don't know. I, I enjoyed He some did of play his... good psychopaths, but maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. He wasn't, wasn't really acting uh, at all. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to be optimistic here because the system is so corrupt. Uh, you know, even if these names come out, even if it's even if they're verified, right? Like, even if there's a way to prove the claims, it's not like, you know, you're going to catch them all, right? Right. No. <laughs> There's, there's the whole system attracts psychopaths the whole system attracts sociopaths it attracts people that are interested in power over other human beings and if you even if you were to put these people in jail and the odds that that is to happen out of this is near to zero right like there's the chance that they could be outed there's a the chance that outing them might actually hurt their career and then there's the chance they could actually go to prison for it like the, the amount goes down the chance of those oh, things yeah. happening goes yeah. down as the, the reason why they got away with it already is because they're connected uh, we're out of time tonight. Check out these guys uh, breaking the flaw for Joa over at uh, Odyssey and Thank YouTube. You. Naturalist, capitalist for more of Reed on Odyssey and YouTube. And more Free Talk Live tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget amp.freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact i believe like i said uh, a lot of where i am now is due to listening to free talk live you changed my mind on some very important issues years ago to random people tuning in on the radio i was kind of stuck in the left right paradigm i heard your show by chance on a saturday night from there i went on joined the free state project and become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month.
and you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.